Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. That means the boys are alive. We were not that yesterday. We were not that at all. No. We were. Unfortunately. We were also victims of the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Just like Broncos fans. Just like Bronco Nation. Do you, do Let's they, ride. No, no, no. Bronco country. Do, yeah. Let's cry. Yeah, Bronco. <laughs> Bronco Corral. There's a few of us. It is tough to be a Denver Broncos fan right now in the current state of that team, the leadership, the ownership, the quarterbackship, the lack of wide receivership, the running backship, the former running backship of the Chargers who's now not even quality enough to beat his own team, his old team, and then they were allegedly putting up uh, literal pictures of clowns on the yes. scoreboard yesterday with Melvin Gordon's face on him because he's a clown and he knew there was nothing he could do about it as he stood on the sideline and just and just weeped. Crying Jordan memed in real. What's crying Jordan in real life? Just crying, I guess. Crying yeah, yeah, on the sidelines. It's called crying. Yep. Just, just like a like a crier. The highs of Broncos fan. Okay. When you traded for Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. league MVP, Super Bowl MVP, right. just as much talent as you could possibly have in a human being. Mm-hmm. For the seven sky years. is the absolute limit for seven years, and then you. Find out that you got a lemon, just a shell of himself. A clunker. Man, not even Obama would cash in that clunker. That's a different president. That's cash for clunkers was an entirely different president. Was it really? <laughs> Who was it? That was Bush. It was it Bush? Yeah, that was, that was Bush. Bush. That's. Hey, I like it because it rhymes. <laughs> That's the wrong Bush. There was, yeah. There was... No, it is not. Yes, it is. It was not that Bush. This is the other Bush. That, that's Reagan. No, that's actually sound like JFK to me. That's a, quite a bit JFK. No. <laughs> JFK. Why are your Nixon, your Reagan, and your it's, JFK all the same? Ask not what your country could do for you. We're talking about clunkers. What you could do for your country. Can't do clunkers with that one. <laughs> Trade in all your cares. <laughs> we'll give you cash. American made. <laughs> Jackie. Give her your Hyundai. JFK says, I'm not really a convertible guy. Oh. Uh, Ouch. Too soon? Nah, never. Today's the first day you could. You've been waiting to cash. (laughs) You've been waiting to cash in for years. A lot of politics and cars in the news. That's a whole other story for a different channel. Robert, how you doing, brother? I'm great. The Chargers won. I couldn't be even better. I actually did the scissors with you, so hey. My life is great. Scissored me hard last night at Howie's sports mm-hmm. page. That is a handshake, people. That's yes. <laughs> just let it. Just letting everybody know. We've been talking a lot about the scissor handshake yes. the last couple weeks. Correct. I've I been think on it. the friend of the show is quite familiar at yeah. this point. <laughs> and if you aren't, thanks for clarifying. Robert. There were probably last night at Howie's sports page two dozen friends of the show. Probably we were rolling. We, we were pretty yeah. deep. Pretty I was, deep. I said thirty. Yeah. 
but you know often I exaggerate. Mm-hmm. And I have a big personality, so that counts as two. Mm. And your size, you count at least one and a half. Yep. That's true. I sit on a single stool, but no one sits next to me. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. Yeah. So we're at the page last night, raging at the page. Rage at the page, babe. Also, we had recorded a bunch of commercials throughout the Monday Night Football broadcast talking about the Yankees game. Mm-hmm. Did not happen. It never it even happened. happened. Nope. That is happening tonight. It's happening currently as we speak. Top of the six. The good guys are out 5-1 over the Cleveland Commanders. The, <laughs> the New York Yankee Bockers. The hated evil empire. The devil in pinstripes. Is that a Prada hey, thing? Here comes the Cleveland baseball team. They are a scrappy bunch. They're about to string now that Nasty Nestor is off the mound. Weird sentence. They're probably going to string together 15, 16 singles in a row. That's what they do. No. First to third, over and over and over again. That don't work. It does. That's not how you win games. <laughs> not at all. You win games with 15 of them? You win games whenever Mike Stanton goes to the plate in the bottom of the first and hits a three-run dinghy boy. Yep. Yeah. With his eyes closed, and he doesn't even move his feet. He doesn't even move his feet. How does he hit the ball that hard? He, he, you know he lives in New York because he's into the concrete feet. He's, he's got his own verb. What is that? Stantonian homers. That's not a verb. That is a, that's not what a verb is. Oh, that's it's a, a Stantonian that's a, homer? That's an adjective. That's an adverb. Adverb. That's what Describing it is. Describing a verb. No. Describing. A description. Homer? Homer's a verb. Homer's a Same. verb. All right, say the word Stantonian again. Homer. Stantonian Homer yes. is a noun. That's a thing. If you're talking about a previous Stantonian Homer, it would be a noun. <laughs> if you that would be an adjective and a noun. If you hit but a Stantonian act, Homer. The act of hitting a Stantonian Homer, hit that is, is the an verb. adverb and a verb. No, hit is the verb. You hit a Stantonian Homer, hit is the verb. Stantonia Homer, Homer is Homer is also a verb. You're talking about that you're one. You're verb and verbs? You're, that's one specific sentence. Homer is a verb. Stantonian Homer would be an adverb and a verb. 505 <laughs> Yeah. English teachers of Albuquerque, call in. Give us a lesson. The lesson is this. What's the lesson? If it's the action, it's a verb. If it's the thing that's receiving the action, it's a noun. Mm-hmm. If it's the way the action's being done, it's an adverb. There's no Wikipedia in front of me. That's just what I know. Stantonian Homer. Homer. Yes. Adverb. We're both correct. That's, that's right. Yeah, I am correct. We are both correct. I don't accept that. If you, if you, say, <laughs> if you say the sentence in your way, hit is the verb. Okay, here's, you can't Stantonian Homer a milkshake. Not with that attitude. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why it's not a verb. You can hit a milkshake. You can Yes, you may. You may. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I've never been like, oh, I'm heading over to 66 Diner, and I'm about to stand Tony and Homer of side-by-side milkshake. No one's ever said that. Or, hey, how about that milkshake I had today was stand yeah. Tony and Homered, and now I got a tummy ache. I knew that was coming. Boom. No, had is the verb. The milkshake what? I had today. I don't think that's correct. Oh, dude, I swear. English, right English teachers of Albuquerque, get in here. The best part about this moment in this broadcast is we have a lot of friends of the show listening, and you know that by degree I am a teacher. Like, that's a thing that you know. Not an English teacher. Yeah, I mean, social sciences, it's very close. No, it is not it's close. It's adjacent. According to you, it's a Stantonian Homer distance away. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so dumb. 
Speaking of a guy who nouned himself over the wall, according to Van, Yankees are up 5-1 to one over the Cleveland Commanders. Cleveland's about to make it 5-3. The Cleveland baseball team is going to make it a ball game right here with a clutch hit by Arias. I'm not even sure what team he plays on. He's a first baseman. Monday Night Rookie. Football. Another rookie on this team. The, all of them. Because rookies have value now. Everyone what? except for Ramirez on the team is a rookie. Isn't that crazy? I think they got eight new dudes all this year. That's super crazy. So as we're watching Monday Night Football last night, it's a real interesting game because it's garbage. Mm. And it's garbage in the first half. And it Thank comes God down, we were at Howie's. Oh, gosh. The Chargers, who are terrible. Whoa. They. Oh. <laughs> They're so untrusting in their offense that they rely on a kicker with one leg. They know that their offense cannot score, so they go to peg leg McKicky to go out there and go four for four, which, by the way, hey, congrats. pretty good. Sounds pretty perfect to me. Why has he been using two legs the whole time? Yeah, yeah why is Peggy leggy McPicker? He, he won't for the rest of the season. Is he done done? No, that leg is done. That leg is done. The, the kicking leg is still in action. That sucks for the Los Angeles Chargers, the San Diego County, the Pacific Coast League, because they were like, oh, we know our offense sucks. And then they're like, crap, we'll just ruin our kicker because of it. But we did beat the sorry in the pan Denver Broncos. That's That win felt like a loss. Wait, how? <laughs> You're talking to you someone who's lost. a fan of a team that always loses. That felt like a win. That's Th- fair. Those are usually the games the Chargers lose. Oh, they tried. They tried yeah, so they, hard. They were down 10 to nothing. By I was way, like, we're getting smoked. So did the Zebras in Vegas. Yeah. 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 You're right about that. Hey, they got hosed but it's not, often. We're not over here talking about how Broncos wanted to win it. This game was so bad, it ended on the worst play in history, which is a muff punt. Mm-hmm. That is when you know a game mm. is bad. That was mm-hmm. that, that was pretty beautiful to me. <laughs> I don't know what y'all are talking about. I was I was watching highlights upset that wasn't leading off every hour. The <laughs> the muff punt is number one yeah. on Sports Center. Exactly. Nah. The guy calls fair catch. The the rook or first year blocker in front of him allows himself to go heels because like whatever the jet guy on the punt coverage goes down and Stantoni and Homer's him back into mm-hmm. the punt returner. <laughs> And that's it. That's the game. Like, it all came down to, like, four quarters plus whatever we were into, into extra innings. And then, oh, muff punt. Okay, that makes sense. This cool. is cool. So every day has to be Thursday now? Is, that what, is oh. that what you're doing, NFL? Yep. Only the morning games on Sunday can be good and the rest are garbage? Is that what we're doing now, NFL? <sighs> we got to put all games back in England now. Those have been the only good games all season. If I say Russ, it's no longer Wilson. It's now Westbrook, like moving forward. Starting that's, tomorrow. That's bad. Yeah, starting tomorrow. As the NBA starts tomorrow, I'm no longer talking NFL Monday or Thursday, period. If I say Russ, I'm talking about actor, comedian Russell Brand that, from now on. What year is it that you're doing this current radio show in? I don't know. What year is it? It's a good question. Russell Brand? Wow. That's how bad way Russell to, Wilson's playing. Way to, way to dig that name up. Yeah. I, I used to be a fan. <laughs> of what? I don't, th- I don't think I've like even thought about him for like five years. Oh, that's generous. Yeah. It's been much longer. What was it with Katy Perry? Didn't he get serious? What about Russell Okun? Isn't that like a cooler Russell? 
Russell Brand like started a cult or something. Yeah, I think that's pretty sweet. So very relevant. <laughs> Russ Wilson, who plays quarterback for the Denver Broncos, kind of didn't in the second half last night. He had 15 yards passing. Did you hear what I just said wow. about the second half for Russell Wilson last night? Hey, I- Russell Wilson started off 10 for 10, throwing to nine different receivers and a touchdown. And didn't do squat after that. Did nothing. Broncos country. Let's cry. <laughs> I just keep having having that in my head. It's like Tourette's. Russell Wilson is on pace to be sacked 60 times. Good. <laughs> what? What? Also, <laughs> For real? For real. <laughs> and I guess allegedly he's got a hamstring. Oh, gosh. Look, you know what I've noticed about him? He'll wait till the game's over. And then miraculously say he has some kind of injury. Yeah, it was a shoulder last week. Yeah. Now it's a hammy, too. Stop it. After halftime, if you count sacks, because you do, the Broncos had negative 13 passing yards in the second half in overtime. How? Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) $260 Is that how much it was? $260? And I'm looking at their offense, the entire Broncos offense yesterday, is pass interference calls from garbage supercharger defensive backs. When you say that, mm. you're saying J.C. Jackson, who was told to sit down in the second half, and you saw the difference. I'm sorry. It wasn't 260. They got him on a steal. It was only $245 million. Ah. For seven years. Seven years of this. So what city are the Broncos going to move to in five years? <laughs> Well, somewhere in Arkansas, wherever the yes. Walmart head, headquarters are. J.C. Jackson, you were just talking about? Yes. They're bringing this Mike Davis kid. I don't know who that is. Lockdown corner, baby. That's not true. I watched the hey, game. Hey, hey. Second just, half, though. <laughs> I was going to say, you, <laughs> you just named off his second half stats when... Jackson got sat down for Davis. Hey, Wilson throwing fades to the corner in the end zone. To and, nobody. And Judy's like, look at me! <laughs> he, was, he was throwing to the cheerleaders. Dude, there is going to be a mutiny in Denver. Did you see the Melvin Gordon stuff? and Judy, like, oh, conspiring? Man. Yeah, yeah. When, oh. They're going to jump him. Hey, and, like, going into the half, Russell Wilson's like, let's go, boys, let's get hyped. And they're like, do you do you no. even know our names? No. Where do not say let's go get let's get hyped. He's like trying to like everyone's walking past him, like going into the the locker room, and it's it's like he's trying to do like scissors with everyone as they walk by, <laughs> and they're like, no, no, we good. We just no high fives. They're, they're pulling a me to yeah. you, right? Know that feeling. <laughs> they're like Russ is there going for high fives, and there's a trainer handing out towels, and all, and everyone's like, we're way more interested in that, dude. Yeah, towel, please. Towel, please. Mm-hmm. Ooh, these are nice. What is that, lavender? Yeah, what is that? Good job, Steve. Is that a Steve? microfiber? Mm. I've really been perspirating here. What's the thread count? You ever been in a spot, like, at your job where the dude that's supposed to be the dude, like, maybe it's your boss or your star employee or your whatever, and he's just, like, a doofus? Oh, mm-hmm. that's the worst. That's this. Because you have to interact with them all the time. Yeah. And the whole time you're walk, trying to walk past him in the hallway, he's like, look. <laughs> Let's ride. Let's ride. You Come start, on, boys. Let's you, ride. You start looking up on the wall and stuff. Or, oh, this is when your uh, phone comes in handy. Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hey, got, got a call. Yep. Got a call. 
He starts changing it up, like at the line, like to audible to get your attention. Come on, boys! Come on! Come on, my boys! Come on, boys! And you're like, what, Russ? Stop! Go in the locker room and ice your hammy. We're trying to make fetch happen, Russ. Hey, or also the exact opposite viewpoint where it's like, hey, this cowboy's trying to ride. How come no way ain't saddling up with him? There could be that too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or this could be like team wide collusion. But that's all his fault, though. If that's the case, it's still his fault. It's his fault that Melvin Gordon, I, 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 does not care. Yep. Never has. When you get paid $245 million, everything's your fault, hey, good that, or bad. That is a fact. And it's little stuff, too. Like, if I'm coming to the locker room and, like, I'm six and a half foot tall and I got my hand in the air, do not put down a low five at me. I swear to God, dude. <laughs> that sounded, like, personal. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a, uh, you a real talk more about this during specific the break? story there. Here's what I'm saying is I play first base. Don't put it in the dirt. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. Uh, okay. Keep it above my waist. It's a very important play sometimes. You got a skipper. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not scissoring Russell Wilson when he's playing like that. Never. Cut that off. <laughs> <laughs> With no context. <laughs> and also this, he's played really well his whole career. We're at a point now where we're like, for some reason we hate him. I don't know why that changed for me. You know what it is? Because he's not in the Pacific Northwest anymore. Not mattering. Mm-hmm. Now you're in the spotlight. Look, how, how many times have you been in primetime? Yeah, all of them. Now we're seeing what he's really been, but they've been hiding it. Hey, also this. System quarterback. Yep. Because I'm such a hate-filled hater. I know that's not the best sentence in the world. I hate the Los Angeles Rams of Southern California Pacific time zone so very much that I rooted for any team that played against them. And Seattle played against them twice. Mm. So for twice a year, I would have rode with Russell Wilson if that was the thing at the time. What was the Seattle thing? 12th man? 12th man, Mm -hmm. yeah. 12th man up. That place is bonkers. I've never been. Been to a game there. It's insane. Never been. Bring earplugs. For what? Oh, low-flying airplanes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's why. The airport's right there. SeaTac. Mm-hmm. I know that. Bass speakers. <laughs> More baseball talk. We got a fun list of guests today. Adam Young will join us. He's the voice of the New Mexico State Aggies. <sighs> I, I'm not going to ask him a single question about the game. What? Uh-oh. I'm going to ask him a lot of questions about how hard Crucis went on Saturday. That's the thing that matters. Yeah. New Mexico State. We didn't get a chance to hit on it yesterday. They massacred our boys. They held them. They put points up on them. They played like they were at home against them. I don't love it. I don't love it at all. Mm-hmm. And after Adam Young at 5 o'clock, Rob Portnoy will join us to talk about the UNM perspective on what's going on in these two programs here in the state. I cheer for the state. I want to be very clear on that. Mm-hmm. The only thing I hate in the entire world is El Paso. Sure. But if given the option of my father, UNM, playing my stepfather, New Mexico State, I don't want my stepdad to win. I want my father to win. That makes sense. Perfect sense. Robert. Also very personal. You're getting very personal here. Let, it, let him get it off his chest. For sure. This is the type of show we're going to have today. And Robert was adopted. Will you at least yeah. let him support me in this? Gosh. Okay. He has zero dads. Yeah, and I was going to say, can I borrow one? <laughs> all these dads you got. Thank you. I got enough dad for everybody. We can share. (laughs) 
Major League Baseball talk. Obviously, the Yankees and the Commanders will wrap up before the end of this one. Matt Carpenter's mustache. It's two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee. Play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central Mexico. We had lunch today, literally today. So good. At the 66 Diner. Very good. Got a little milkshake to go, baby. Robert had chicken fried steak, mashed potatoes with gravies, okra, fried okra. Uh, He had more. What else did you have? That was it. Eggs. Yeah. Oh, it was an egg on top of it. Scrambly egg medley boy. Yes. Yeah. And I saw whenever he walked in, he said, let me get a big, let me get a big old cup of ice cold lemonade. Yes. Mm -hmm. That was the deal. That was the lunch of lunches. It was in heaven. That was nice. It was a good lunch. It was a sexy plate when it got brought out. If you're watching us on Comcast Channel 26, you know we're in that 6-6 diner right now. You already know. That's that. I got that branding on. Yeah, you do. Represent. Big thank you to Teller Vodka for being a part of the program. Going to need them this weekend as Van is hosting the Fall Fest at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Going to rage, baby. So on, are you yeah. at, the, at the Fall Fest? <laughs> me and like calm a, down. Man. Me and a bunch of <laughs> elementary school kids are going to have some fun. Rob, you're out of town this weekend? I'm out of town, and actually I'll be at said boring Thursday night game, Cardinals versus the Saints. Okay. Yeah. Mm. But um, that's not why I'm going out of town. Comedy show at Tempe Improv Saturday. Okay, that'll be very good. Excellent. You can catch me Sunday hosting the Mutt Masquerade at Marble Downtown. I'll be doing that starting at 12 p.m. And spoiler for the friend of the show who's listening, I'm going to wear my purple tuxedo that we couldn't wear to the award show hey. last year for Highlands. So that thing's coming out of the closet. There we go. Hopefully the moss didn't get it. You're going purple? That's the only tuxedo I got. Oh, okay. Good point. Like, why don't I own a regular tuxedo? Yeah, I don't know. I got a, a purple qu- one. That's a good question. Very regal. We go yeah. to a lot of galas. The weird, weird the way you finish that sentence. Mm-hmm. You should have a tuxedo. And Mondays is for Howie's 12500 Montgomery Boulevard. Come hang out with your boys every Monday, uh, like two dozen friends of the show did last night, and it was a good night. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. I'm into this one. Some Macy Gray vibes. That's yeah, a little something. Yeah, gotta find out who that is because I have no clue. Shazam it! I should have. Who's that super pretty singer that doesn't wear makeup? Shazam the app, not the genie. Alicia Keys. Oh yeah, yeah. Very talented. She's that. That is a beautiful lady. Yeah. No makeup. She goes makeup free. That's my speed right there. Makeup free. Yeah. No. (laughs) <laughs> just, just the, the ones Alicia who can Keys. pull it off. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of makeup free with like, like you ever do this number like, hey, babe, you ready to go? And she goes, yes. You're like, what? Yeah. Oh, what is, what uh, is this? Uh, ready before me? you are. How do I handle this? Yeah. You know, I'm a big tiny desk guy. NPR's tiny desk. Oh, yeah. I love those. Why would you the use YouTube the word big videos? next to the word tiny? I am a big tiny desk guy. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> What do you mean? Like, Alicia Keys is one of the best ones. I haven't like, watched hers. I, I need got, to check it out. Yeah, I got to sprinkle emotional. A lot of them are she very reaches, good. She reaches yeah. in there. I got emotional when I walked in behind your desk today. It was a cutout of Cooper Rush hanging on the wall. That's weird that you did that. Really? If you're on Comcast Channel 26, immediately behind Van's head, 
is he cut out a silhouette of Cooper Rush and put it up on the whiteboard. And then with the dry erase marker, put a little grave with RIP, the Dallas Cowboys season, if they don't play him the rest of the year. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a... it wasn't. It was bad play calling against the Eagles. To me, Cooper Rush played a perfect game. Like, that is top-shelf quarterback play to me, what he exhibited during that contest. All the interceptions were just, like, bad bounces. Gust of wind came through. Right. Knocked the ball uh-huh. a few feet to the left. In a stadium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> act, act, act of God is what they call yeah. it in the insurance world. Got a piece of grass in his eye on the artificial turf. Freak accident. Yeah, kind of crazy yeah. the way that happens. Kind of too super caught up. We'll grab the quickest one where we get back. Adam Young will join us. We're going to talk right. the Aggies, and we're going to talk their win over the Lobos this past week. And you're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. Joining us on the program, one of my oldest friends in talk radio and the voice of the New Mexico State Aggies, Adam Young. Adam, welcome to the program, brother. How are you? Hey, friend. Good to be talking to you. I am here. Van is here. Robert Buckty Gibson also with us. Uh, I mean, this weekend was a different one, Adam. You were there for the call. Obviously, you kind of had it all from the from the best seat in the house. But State didn't do a ton except score points. Like, State didn't move <laughs> the ball a ton. State didn't stop it a ton. State didn't really control it. State scored timely, and State came out with the big win what was your takeaway from the game this weekend? Well, we talked about it on television. The defense for New Mexico State, they would bend, but they wouldn't break. Uh, the Lobos just couldn't get a big play, and the Aggies made plays when they needed to offensively. Uh, they had a 31-yard touchdown pass, a 22-yard touchdown pass. Uh, the Lobos had a drive that lasted almost 11 minutes that resulted in a 40-yard field goal. Right. So. The defense just would not give up big plays. And uh, the defense is a big reason why the Yankees have improved this year. Defensively, statistically, they're only allowing 29 points per game, which is the best since 2003. So uh, the defense is kind of setting the tone right now. The Lobos just could move the football, but it was kind of methodical. It was slow. Uh, obviously, no touchdowns, only three field goals. And when the Aggies needed a play, their freshman quarterback made a play. Uh, they ran the football pretty well. Not great, but pretty well. And uh, Jerry Kill has said from day one, let's just get the game into the fourth quarter, have a shot to win it, and then see what happens. And uh, they made enough plays and have to to, uh, to win the football game. Lobos outgained the Aggies 269 yards to 225. 11 first downs. I mean, excuse me, 18 first downs to the Aggies, 11. 12-minute advantage in time of possession. Third-down conversion rate through the roof. Yeah. Was this – you said bend but don't break. Was this by design, or did Coach Kill just take what the Lobos gave him? Yeah, th- this, is how that, this is how New Mexico State's going to play. Um, you know, in the past, guys, if you watch an Aggie football game, you probably saw a shootout. And right. uh, a couple of years ago in Albuquerque, I think it was like 55-52. And that's just not how the program's going to be under Jerry Kill. It's going to be low scoring, uh, keep the clock moving, ground and pound football. And 
Look, this is year one for Jerry Kill, so he is still trying to get his own guys in here. He's got some holdovers that are playing very well, uh, but he's only had one recruiting cycle, and it was a short recruiting cycle. So I think down the road we're going to see um, better offensive line play, which it, it's improved this year, but, I mean, they were still recruiting offensive linemen a month before the season. Uh, so they were behind the eight ball in recruiting, and he wants to run the football um, he wants low-scoring football games, and he wants to just get it to the fourth quarter and then find a way to win it down the stretch. He's not trying to, you know, um, out-yardage somebody by 100 or have a crazy time of possession. Right now, he's just trying to find a way to get the game to the fourth quarter and then see what happens. And uh, The numbers are interesting. I, I know if you look at the box score, it's like, well, how did the game finish 21-9? to nine? But uh, these are the kind of games that Jerry Kill um, wants to play and expects to win. And quite frankly... It, It didn't feel like it was that close either, but it was. You know, the Lobos had a chance down the stretch to score a touchdown. If they score a touchdown, get an onside kick, who knows what happened. Uh, But it was was an old-school Jerry Kill football game, and uh, it's the way the Aggies want to play during his tenure. Adam, how did the appointing of the new offensive coordinator, how did that go into the preparation for State? Did they they have to... You know, figure out a new way to to attack U and M, or was this something that? Yeah. Go ahead. I want you to talk about that. Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. Um, we asked Coach Kill about that a lot last week, and he basically said he didn't think they were going to change much. Um, maybe they'll try to throw the ball down the field a little bit more, but that wasn't there. Uh, the secondary for the Aggies is one of the strengths of the team, so it seemed like U and M was still trying to run the football like they have in previous games. Um, it, it was obviously a different-looking UNM team than the previous game against Wyoming because they had Song back and, and a number of other guys that were out against Wyoming. But they felt like it, there wasn't going to be a huge change. It, it's hard to change a lot in a week, especially if you have similar personnel. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the way UNM struggled this year. I mean, I've, I've watched every single game and prep for the game last week, and uh, they've struggled – throwing the football. I mean, it's no secret. Statistically, they're one of the worst in the country, and they just haven't been able to get explosive plays downfield for the most part. And um, their offense, outside of the first quarter, the two games prior to last weekend, it wasn't very good. They got off to good starts and then struggled, and they did not get off to a very good start last week. And Drizwicki, to his credit, kicked the ball very well and made all three of his field goals, but offensively it was a struggle for UNM last week. Four sacks for State this past weekend, and led by Chris Moho Oho, is that correct? And I didn't know. I didn't know about number three. Yeah, you I, didn't know Ho? Yeah. I, I only, <laughs> you didn't know Ho. I only knew about Brohard. <laughs> like, I didn't know. And and now, like, to me, was I looking at one of the best linebackers in the country? Because that's the way it felt, like, after the game this past weekend. Yeah, he's a really good player. Uh, it's Chris Ojo, and he's from uh, <laughs> he's from Eastern Washington. So he transferred in from... Eastern Washington played for a national title a couple of years ago, and like any guy at, at the FCS level, was looking for more exposure. Played really well at that level, uh, so he transfers here. Had a good year last year. Played really well against Alabama, and he was actually in the transfer portal during the coaching change. And one of the key uh, things for Jerry Kill when he got hired was to make sure Chris Ojo stayed. And I feel like. Bro, uh, Brohard and Ojo together, um, you have a really good group of five linebacker combo right there. I mean, that's that's hard to beat at the group of five level, and both those guys played so well. The coaching staff has said they feel like 
you know, going into the off season when they're done playing this year because they're both seniors, that Brill Hart and Ojo should both get invites somewhere to an NFL camp. Now, uh, whether that means they, they actually get a legitimate shot or not, I don't know. But, um, you know, both guys have that kind of potential. Uh, they're both very athletic. They're active. They're posting great numbers. They're doing all the right things. They're good leaders. Uh, so that's a good place to start defensively. And those two guys are a big reason why the Aggies got after the quarterback, Kendrick, and also a big reason why UNM never got the run game going. Uh, Christian Washington, the running back, played well, but it was a lot of dump-off passes. It wasn't like he was running the football effectively. He was really good catching the football out of the backfield. So uh, those two guys played extremely well, and that was fun to see for Trevor Brohard, who's from Los Lunas, and uh, I think that game meant the world to him. I mean, he, had a, he, he always has a chip on his shoulder, but um, that one was a little extra. All right, all right, all right. Enough about the game. Right. How crazy was the city of Las Cruces? Was it pure pandemonium Good in the question. city of Crosses that night? I, I think for the fans, and I won't speak for them because I'm from a different perspective where, you know, I'm in the media, right? So I'm not supposed to be biased or anything like that. But so, I, so, I know the fans sure, sure, sure. excited. <laughs> um, they were, I mean, it, it's always great from a fan perspective, I know, to beat the Lobos. I mean, that's, that's huge in whatever sport you're playing, whether it be soccer softball, baseball, football, basketball. And um, it, for Aggie football, it's it's a step in the right direction. Um, this is still a rebuilding process, and the Lobos are seeing that right now with Danny Gonzalez in his third year. Um, you know, we, we see down the road with Dana Dimmel now in his fifth year at UTEP. It, it takes a while to get things rolling in football. So Jerry Kill just got here in December. And um, I, I think the expectations might have been a little bit unrealistic to start because he had so much success at all of his other stops. But keep in mind, too, at his other stops, there were some tough times early on that led to great times down the road. So, you know, if they get to four or five wins this year, that would honestly be a nice improvement. And then he can start getting a couple of recruiting cycles in, and, and who knows what can happen. But I know right now they have the right guy for the job. He, uh, he works his tail off. The kids love him. He has a really good staff around him, and he's getting the most out of his players right now. They play hard for him every single Saturday, and um, we'll see what happens this weekend. We'll see what happens the rest of the season, but I, I think it's pretty easy to see that things are trending in the right direction now in his first year as the head coach. Adam, I want to go back to the fans. I don't know if you saw this. There's a video. State fans was having a big brawl at the game. I don't know if you know what? anything about that. Was this what was going on? If you do, can you give us something on it? If not, I understand. But I just saw that video. They were they were fighting in the stands. Was it was it that was it that I, crazy? I did not see anything. No, I I, I did not see anything from my perch. Um, it was a big crowd. I mean, honestly, when I when I rolled up at about three o'clock for the six o'clock kick, um, the tailgate lots were completely full. I don't I don't know if I've ever seen it like that. Uh, but it's been a while since UNM's been down here. It's been since 2018, so it's, it's been about four years. But um, it was it was a loud, electric atmosphere, and um, crowd-wise, it wasn't as big, I don't think, inside the stadium as it was for the season opener when Nevada was here and they tried to fill the entire stadium. But um, especially in the tailgate area, it, it, it was full. I mean, I lived in Las Cruces for a little over six years. There's literally songs about getting blackout drunk including <laughs> the aggie fight song 
Las Cruces knows how to party. <laughs> I feel like I really missed out on that culture. <laughs> hey, we could here. go down. Adam, give me a prediction before we cut you loose on the San Jose State game this weekend. Uh, how are the Aggies going to line up against a pretty good foe there? Yeah, it's it's hard to predict right now because San Jose State looked really good before last weekend, and uh, going into last weekend, they were they were special on tape. I mean, they were four and one. They almost beat Auburn. They're blowing everybody out, and then they struggled against Fresno State. I, I think they're twenty point favorites. I think that might be a little bit high, um, but um, they have a very good quarterback, Shevin Cordero, who transferred in from Hawaii. We actually saw him a year ago, and their passing game's really good. They got some good wide receivers, so. Uh, we'll see. You know, like, like I said earlier, um, the key is just get into the fourth quarter and then see what happens. But um, they've won two out of their previous three. The Aggies have now. And if they get this one Saturday, guys, it's going to get interesting as far as bowl eligibility the rest of the way. That would give them three. They still have UMass, Lamar, and Liberty left on the schedule. Liberty almost lost to Gardner-Webb last weekend. So you never know. Um, I, I think Saturday is going to be close. And um, they're going to have some confidence and some momentum. Uh, from last weekend. The key for Saturday is secondary play. The secondary's been really good for the Aggies, but they've not been tested like this all year. So uh, we'll see what happens Saturday. Boys said the New Mexico State Aggies, Adam Young. Thank you so very much, brother. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks, Adam. What a dude. Yep. And he kind of put it out there, didn't he? Sure. Yeah. He said, we knew how to take them into the fourth quarter. We knew how to beat them in the fourth quarter. And I don't know if there's better analysis than that. That's, it did feel that way. It felt, hey, whenever they get in the red zone, we know what to do to stop this Lobos team in the red zone, and they stopped that Lobo team in the red zone. Special teams was very good for UNM. Moving the ball was very good for UNM. Defensively, they were kind of there for UNM. Cannot finish drives. You show me the stat line. Yeah. Lobos get more yards, more time of possession, more mm-hmm. first downs, more efficiency, yep. less penalties. Less penalties, right. I'm going to say, oh, Lobos won that game. Yep. Nope. Well, what's interesting about the penalty thing is the Lobos beat State in penalties as well. Not yardage, though. I mean, that's... No, yardage as well. They beat them in all. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. So yep. UNM has 11 penalties for 64 yards. Yeah. State has nine penalties for 102 yards. 102, yeah. So it's like even State has given up. More penalty yards. Sure. It's like across the board. Every single thing. Everything. All of them. I mean, whatever, interceptions, whatever. I mean, I will afford any team at any level one turnover a game. Get it. Especially if you're being aggressive. If you're being real aggressive and it's one turnover a game, that's Danny Gonzalez stuff, right? Like, hold the rock, run the ball, take it down, Mm -hmm. finish drives. Oh, we're not finishing drives. Didn't finish drives, and there was nothing over the top. No big plays whatsoever. I don't know if you guys saw the individual stat lines, but it was it was something ridiculous, like twenty tackles from linebackers. Mm-hmm. Yes, that means with a couple of sacks. Yeah. Hey, block down, block down, block down. Open gap. And oh, I'm not a I'm not a big like zone read guy. I just I don't I didn't grow up with it. I just I'm not subscribed to it. But when it's all about gap blocking, and if you have those linebackers that can come in and fill, that's what happens. Tough loss for the for the good guys. We'll talk to Rob Portnoy about that at 5 o'clock. We'll get his opinion on it. Grab a break right now. Whenever we get back, more of the program. Until we are joined by the aforementioned Robert Portnoy. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Okay, we only got like but a minute here before Rob Portnoy joins us. So I was like, what's like a quick hitter story we can get 
like five minutes. That's where my energy was, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, they're trending news, blah, 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 market watch. Okay. Let's McDonald's adult Happy Meal toys are selling for up to $300,000 on eBay? What the what? Whoa. God, I hate this timeline. Are you serious? So yesterday, today, no, today. Today. McDonald's. Today. What's going to be the day that they're going to do So McDonald's. And by the way, we've been down this road, and I will lose it right now in this moment. Also, bottom of the eighth, Yankees well out in front, 5-1. to one. Nostalgia, to me, is the worst. Anyone who has a strong obsession with nostalgia, anyone that believes that that drug, that you can take it and feel good again, you cannot. It's not there for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm, just chasing the dragon, baby. That's all mm. you're doing. Yeah. Like, I don't even understand. What, is it, what does it mean? Is it like literally a goofy little box that you carry back to the office with the same combo meal in it that you had otherwise in a toy? So adult Happy Meals, like in the cardboard box, came out like a week ago. Okay? And they had little dumb toys in them. Like they always did. Like plastic knickknacks, okay. uh, tchotchkes. I don't sure. know what you call them. Robert, well, what do they call them in your world? Hamburglers. Yeah. <laughs> tchotchkes? Well, no, I was going to say, in my world, we don't get Happy Meals. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. We got, we food got at, McDonald's we got at food home. At home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so McDonald's today launched the Halloween buckets. Do you remember these from when we were kids? Good Lord. You yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I'm like, do you remember these from when we were kids? And you guys are like, oh, yeah, duh, okay. It's not like this nostalgia is only from the 80s and 90s when we were growing up. Only did McDonald's six years ago stop giving out these Halloween buckets. Wait, what, really? Yeah, 2016. I haven't eaten McDonald's in so long. I'll have their sweet tea. I like their sweet tea. Okay. Grimace with, this is stupid. So, anyways, long story short. Like one of the high whatever ones. So this is the McDonald's Adult Happy Meal Toy Vintage Rare Cactus Plant Flea Market I thing. Hate every, I hate everything you're saying right now. It's Cac- making me upset. Cactus, buddy. Stop it. What? The only way I'm getting an Adult Happy Meal is if they got like a, a giant Capri Sun in it. Oh, but it's talking. got like Bud Light. Now you're talking. And like a, a Xanax for dessert. Whoa. That's, like, whoa. That's, that's how you that's okay. how you go back. That's how you finish your day. Jeez. Go yeah. back to the office happy. What do you put in your orange That's an soda? actual happy meal. You get a beer, <laughs> something to take off the edge a little bit. Maybe like a a big Capri Sun with a little marble IPA and then like a, a, a pre-roll in there. Bro, you, like you've thought about this before. Yeah, no, this is all on the spot. <laughs> Very descriptive. And also, like, the three of us are like, what is cactus plant? I don't even know how to describe it. I don't care. No. It's like a. Don't. It, it's like if Gumby <laughs> was more drugs. Oh. That's what it looks like. You've piqued my interest. <laughs> <laughs> and Grimace and the Hamburglar and the little duck one, they're all there. And then there's like this new one, and they're like, "This new one's the hotness." I don't, I don't think it is. I don't think any of this is. No, you would, you shouldn't be rewarded for giving yourself diabetes. Knickknacks, tchotchkes, <laughs> anything that just goes on a counter without a purpose, not for me. Mm-hmm. I do not need things on shelves. Yeah, I don't have keepsakes. There's a 
an island of plastic the size of Texas in the middle of the Pacific Ocean already made up of this garbage. Are people really buying these? They're really buying them. In droves and reselling them on the internet for insane amounts of money. Correct. And then this angers me. I don't even, hey, also this <laughs> didn't even bother looking at this. What comes in an adult Happy Meal? Is it a Big Mac? It's the same crap. It's just the yeah. It's isn't it a Big Mac or a quarter pounder? Just a regular, just a adult regular, meal put in a big. Box. I got it right it's here. A thing in a box. Choice of a Big Mac or ten piece uh, chicken nuggy main dish with French fries and a soft drink. As First well off. as one of the four toys redesigned for McDonald's mascots: <laughs> Grimace, Hamburglar, Birdie, and the new Cactus Buddy. First off, you're going to make it an adult Happy Meal? Yeah. Give them burgers and nuggets. Right. Come on. Yeah. You're going to make them buy two boxes, aren't you? We eat. Ronald McDonald, you greedy. (laughs) In most states, an an adult Happy Meal should have weed. Yes. This doesn't even make sense. All right, so people are into it. Um, All right, so you, yeah, you clowns, you nostalgic clowns, you've fallen for it again. You Ronald McDonald's. Also, Ronald McDonald, they draw him everywhere. He's not really even around. He's not in commercials anymore. Yeah. He doesn't exist in the thing. No, why? Uh, Because of the whole John Wayne Gacy thing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they were like, nah, we're going to back away from the clown guy. Robert Portnoy, whenever we get back, talking UNM Lobos. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. So we weren't able to join you yesterday, Lobo fan, because... The Denver Broncos. We had to watch Russ Cook. Baloney. <laughs> so Rob Pornoy joins us today, voice of the New Mexico Lobos, to talk about the football team in this past weekend against State and the tough L the boys took on the road. Rob, welcome to the program. What's going on, Fred? How well, are you guys doing? I tell you what, we're recovering from Howie's sports page yesterday. And we did that with lunch at the 66 Diner. So smart. So smart. Great combination. And now we're trying to figure out the Lobos, Rob. Help us. How can you win in every category except for points? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, statistically, it certainly looks like uh, the Lobos were the better team. Um, and, you know, the old thing of if they played ten times, blah, blah, blah. Nobody yeah. wants to hear it. Um it, it was tough. There's no other way to put it. The Lobos definitely feel like they let a game get away that they should have won. And uh, you, you lose by two scores, and it's like, how, do, how can you say that? Well, honestly, just a couple of plays really is, is the entirety of the New Mexico State offense. And unfortunately, the Lobos – in none of their drives could they punch it in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Coach Gonzalez laments the choice, and he, he said as much today in his press conference. The, he, he decided to take the, the wind in the fourth quarter, um, and unfortunately it turned out to be a, a fateful decision because the wind was just howling in the third quarter. Uh, it knocked down a couple of Lobo punts. It gave New Mexico State short fields, and... They took advantage, and, and it wasn't like that uh, at, at the end of the game. And, and that's just reality. I mean, that's, that's only one piece of the puzzle. Um, New Mexico had nine uh, pre-snap, totally self-inflicted 
penalties that put them behind the chains. And, and uh, among the different reasons why the Lobos lost, that one probably stands out as number one. Rob, up two scores three games ago, up two scores two games ago. Lose to your rival last week, even though the stat sheet says you played a much better game. Fired the offensive coordinator. There's a lot going on with the Lobo program right now. How does Coach G rein this thing back in and get the troops rallied? You know, I, I believe him when he says that today's practice, today's Tuesday practice, uh, in terms of this day in the week, in the preparation week before any of the football games that they've played this season, this was the best one. Um, I take him at his word. I think that the rallying part has already happened, Van, and, and it, it has to have happened. You, you hope that it would have already happened, and it has, if he is to, to be believed, and, and I think he is. He, he wouldn't sugarcoat it. That's not what he does. Nope. Um, you know, and right, you guys have seen it enough now um, to know that, that he tells it exactly like it is. He shoots straight. And, and so they're going to come out ready to play against Fresno State. Fresno State's a, a really good football team that's better than his 2-4 and four record, but they're not a great football team with whom the Lobos can't compete. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Lobos are a home dog, but it absolutely should look like the, the last game New Mexico played and the next one after that that it will play. And, and really, at this point, there's only one team in the league that's separating itself, and that's Boise. And, right. and, mm-hmm. and even Boise had a, a stumble earlier this year against UTEP, and they fired their offensive coordinator. Um, Air Force looks great, but they've been beaten. It, this is... This year in, in the Mountain West, to me, is the most wide open that it's been in quite some time. San Diego State, uh, by their standards, is not having the year that they want. You look at the rest of the, the schedule, and this is the kind of game the Lobos are going to be in the rest of the way. And they have to figure out a way to win one, to get the feeling that they can get over the hump in a close game in the second half. And once that happens, it's hopefully... Katie, bar the door. So, Rob, the Aggies snapped a three-game losing streak to the Lobos. First win over UNM since 2017 for the fans, because we know the fans take this game very seriously as long as, as well as anyone else. How do we temper the anger of the fans? How, how, does, how does the Lobos address, you know, riding the ship, getting the fans back on board? Got to go out and play better. I mean, right. th- that's just the easiest simplest answer um there's no way to to salve the wound uh of a loss like that one better than going out and winning the next one um however you could go run the table Mm -hmm. and get bowl eligible and win a bowl game and you still lost to your rival um that's that you can't you can't take that and and fix it until next year when you play them the next time. And, I, you know, I, I go back to 2016. It's the Lobos' last bowl team. Uh, they finished with nine wins. They beat uh, UTSA in the New Mexico Bowl, and it had been the best performance by a Lobo football team in a decade. That team lost to New Mexico State. You can't fix that 
until you get your next shot at them. I mean, reality, since I came on board in 2013, the Lobos are 6-3 and three against the Aggies. Not a bad win percentage at all. And historically, you know, the Lobos have 77 wins and the Aggies have 34. There are five ties in there. But for 365 days, this is going to stink. That's mm. just the truth. I'll tell you what's interesting for me, Rob, is obviously I had New Mexico Highlands athletics last weekend, so when I tuned into the game late off the recording, I already had, I already knew the outcome. And that's a tough way to watch sports. And I think as I was watching, I, I knew, like, hey, this is going to be a good drive. It's going to be sustained. We're not going to finish at the end. Mm. And as I'm watching it, I'm looking for why we're not finishing at the end. Rob, you see the game differently than I do from from your perch what do you think has been that issue with the Lobo not finishing drives and not getting six where they, in my opinion, so very often should be getting six? I'll just take one specific instance from Saturday and give you a perfect example. And, again, no excuses, just reasons. Things happen. Um, the Lobos lost their starting center right before halftime. C.J. James, he's been the guy who's there for every snap the whole year. Um, he's got uh, an ankle-slash-knee issue. He's TBA with regard to this weekend and whether mm-hmm. or not he'll be able to go. Uh, a veteran player for the Lobos, a senior Isaac Gutierrez, took over the center position. There were some issues. There are naturally going to be some issues with cadence and things like that. The Lobos didn't get it figured out quickly enough. It led to a bunch of the pre-snap issues that I just referenced. One of them reared its ugly head at the worst possible time. New Mexico was in a third and two. Yeah. New Mexico State 12 in the second half in position to make it a very winnable football game, right? Make it a one-possession game. And instead of third and two, a situation where Coach G tells us, he told offensive coordinator he's right now, you've got two plays. You've got, we're going for it on fourth down. We're not kicking from this deep. You've got two plays. Before the third down play gets snapped, false start. Third and two becomes third and seven. It ends up being third and nine or something like, uh, a fourth and nine or something like that. And it's now a situation where you don't feel like you can go for it. So you kick the field goal. But that encapsulates what happened on Saturday. And that's kind of been the issue. Right? I mean, the, I, I think the irony of Saturday is that you look back at the previous two losses and the Lobo offense wasn't getting in scoring position enough in the second half to maintain those leads that you, you referenced there, Fred. But on Saturday, that wasn't the case. On Saturday, in fact, New Mexico possessed the ball in one of those drives that ended up a field goal for 10 minutes and mm. totally dominated up front. But they only got three. If they'd gotten seven, it's a one-possession game, and it's all bets are off, you know, and now all of a sudden it's a 50-50 deal down the stretch. Didn't happen. Had to settle for a field goal. Coach, he told me he went for the field goal because he was completely confident that he would be able to get his team, back, his offense back on the field, and he did that. He got the three and out, but then the Lobos couldn't do anything with that opportunity. So um, you can second-guess 100 million different things, but um, that, that's just a, a perfect encapsulation of what's been happening. I have a text here from what I believe is Aggie fan or might just be a friend of the show. And they're pointing out how they had a belief that the Aggies defense was 
ready for the chaos that has been the Lobos offense. Obviously, we're talking about the new coaching staff. We're talking about the issues closest to the ball at the center position. Did you feel that the game plan from the Aggies was specific to what the Lobos were trying to do this week? Did they look familiar to you, the defense of the Aggies, as you had watched them in previous games? So talking with Coach Gonzalez going into the game, he said that one of the things that the defense this year for New Mexico State was doing that was maybe a little bit different from previous seasons, Coach Kill, the defense was more aggressive. It was a little bit less predictable, a little bit less vanilla, and, and more um, off-script, especially in third and longs, in pass-down situations, things like that. More exotic was the word that he used. And reality is they were, they were able to get into the Lobos' offensive backfield and create some issues for quarterback Miles Kendrick. That, that definitely was part of the deal. Was it the deciding factor? I wouldn't say that. Um, there were plenty of times where he had enough time to find somebody. He didn't feel he had somebody open enough to throw to or didn't find someone if there was someone that was open. And so those throws weren't made. I, to me, the thing that needs to change the most for the Lobo offense has a lot less to do with what the New Mexico State defense did on Saturday and just what the UNM offense needs to do. And that is they've discussed stretching the field, but for whatever reason, the Lobos have not been able to or have not been willing to or have been incapable of doing that. And at some point you have to do that to back the other team off the line of scrimmage. As cool as that 10-minute drive was, New Mexico is going to have to hit some plays over the top at some point to loosen up. I mean, you, you just can't keep running into a seven- and eight-man box. It's, that's just not, that's not sustainable. And until the, the threat of the downfield pass is something that's real, that's what the Lobos are going to see. Now, it changes once you get behind, and then all of a sudden they're rushing three and they're dropping eight, and it's very hard to find somebody in that type of scenario. But I'm talking about just in general. The Lobos need to find some balance. Rob, you mentioned that this one's going to sting for 365 days. What do we take out of it as a win? What do you learn from this and move forward with? So a couple of things that you can feel really good about. If you're looking for positives coming out of Saturday, uh, there are multiple positives because you can always find them. The Lobos finally figured out their place-kicking situation. All right. They would have been in a much better position down the stretch against UNLV had they been better in that department in Vegas. It would have changed the entirety of the conclusion of that game because the Lobos wouldn't have needed a touchdown down the stretch. Field goal would have been enough. Luke Drizwicki went three for three, and two of them were 40-plus. He had a 41-yarder and a 44-yarder. Confident kid. I've talked to him multiple times. His first chance, he didn't take advantage of it. He was one for his first three, and George Steinkamp got another look. George started well on that next look, but couldn't close the deal. If Luke can string together a couple of games, it's going to be his job. And in games where you're playing 
close, tight, one-possession type games. The UNLV and Wyoming games are perfect examples, both where New Mexico didn't take advantage of opportunities on place kicks. That's a huge plus. The other one is New Mexico really has something in freshman Christian Washington, the kid from Helix High in San Diego. Very fast, I think it's a real deal. It was his best game running the football this season. And the combination of Washington and Nathaniel Jones, Lobos really have something in their offensive backfield there at running back. All right, Rob, we're cutting you loose, but we need a what we must watch for this weekend against Fresno State. What is the thing that's going to jump out to Lobo fan? Uh, to me, it's really, really simple. The two things that New Mexico has hung its hat on defensively the entire season didn't happen against New Mexico State. The Lobos did not get to the quarterback, and the Lobos did not take the ball away. If those two things happen against Fresno State, New Mexico will have a great chance to win the game and, and I think will win the game. But... If they're not putting pressure on the quarterback, whoever it is for Fresno State, we, we think it's going to be Logan Fife, you know, the, the guy who's been playing since Hainer got hurt earlier this year. Um, They've got to get him off his spot. They've got to make him see some ghosts. Um, They've got to get in there and pressure him. And then that results potentially in some errant throws or some bad decisions. And the other thing is New Mexico has been the best nationally, one of the best now. They were the best going the last week enforcing fumbles in the entire country. Number one in the FBS, enforcing fumbles uh, over their first six games. They need to get some turnovers, guys. Got to. Rob, you're the best. Thank you. And we will be tuned in this Saturday if we are not there in person. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate being on with you. Good dude. Thanks, Rob. Step away where we get back. The Yankees and the Commanders has wrapped up, and we'll give you the winner of that one and a little bit of a preview to the ALCS after we do our reaction to that Lobo sit-down with Rob Portnoy. It's two men on, live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Play on Team I-9, start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico, have our lunches when we have lunch over at the 66 Diner, and spend our weekends with New Mexico's Vodka, Teller Vodka. Don't forget on Monday nights. We rage at the page with Howie Sports Page. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, boys, give me your takeaway. Because when we sat down in the beginning of this year, and I'm about to sound like old Homer Freddy, I didn't see my boys having only two wins right here. I just didn't see it. You're correct. You're quite correct. I had State as a win. Yep. Mm-hmm. Boys, I think I had four wins here. I think I was like that guy. Yeah. I was with you, though. And I'm, I'm not saying like I'm like mad. But I thought the only two L's I'd be looking at would be LSU and Boise because I think I thought there'd be an upset over Wyoming. Sure. I think, and I thought UNLV yep. would be in the back. But as I'm watching, hey, and I see you, Texter. Like, I see you, friend of the show. Like, you've lost faith. I see it. I'm not sitting here saying that I have lost faith because I haven't. But two and five? I mean, we got to beat Fresno. We got to beat Utah State. We got to beat Air Force. We got to beat San Diego State. We got to beat Colorado State to get into a bowl. That's a tough row. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. 
Utah State was nationally ranked last year. We're going to their house. Tough Air Force games. is always a problem because of their weird offense. San Diego State historically has had more success. And Colorado State, that's just a wild card every year. What rejuvenates you boys about the Lobos program? What makes you have that belief? Because I'm telling you, that L to the Aggies this past weekend, that was a tough one. That's a tough yeah. pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, UNLV in Wyoming, I had those marked down as dubs. That's what I thought. New Mexico State, dub. And that Boise State game did get away from us at the end, but we were in the mix. We were in the mix early. And look, I, I know Coach G's moral compass. I know his talent as yeah, a coach. I agree. He's not going to turn it around year three, especially with friggin' COVID up in the mix. Okay. You got to be patient. You got to give him his five years. With that being said, these last few runs of games doesn't give me confidence for this season. But Coach G... And what he's doing with the program gives me confidence in the long run. Kill in year one is not Gonzalez in year three. And that's what I'm super caught up on. Okay. I'm super caught up on that. Because what I need is a package. I need a package of I know I can get 5, 10, or 15 yards on this specific play when the end zone is right there. Mm-hmm. Because of some of these threes or sixes at the end of the game, are we looking at a chance in the fourth quarter because the Lobos scored in the fourth quarter and the Aggies didn't? Are we looking at a chance to maybe go for two and win this one 22-21? And you're over here like, Fred, you're kind of you're connecting a lot of weird dots here. Yeah, I know I kind of am. But I'm telling you, that's how my mind is currently working. And I, and I don't know if New Mexico State is a program on the rise like I believe UNM to be. Right. But they won that game. Won it. Rio Grande rivalry. Battle of I-25. They're the champs. They were the crown for a year. That feels good. I mentioned it earlier when we are talking to Adam. Like, Crucis knows how to party. Crucis knows how to rage. And they're going to be celebrating this one for a year. Rob, I don't have my text drop. Who is it? We got Howard. Friend of the show, Howard, joining us. Howard, how are you? What's up, gentlemen? How are you doing today? Well, you know, we had this extra day, and we thought we were going to be distracted by Monday Night Football, but it was a snooze fest, so we just boiled over this Lobos thing all weekend. Hey, man, come on. I'm I'm sure you guys (laughs) found a way to entertain yourself at Howie. Oh, you know it, bro. Hey, when are you showing up on a Monday? Where are you at, Hal? Come on down. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be making it down there. Not to worry. It's on my... uh, my little mini bucket list before the year's out, so. All right, save a t-shirt, yeah, yeah, yeah. save you, a mini bucket. You know what, Van and, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, we're going to save you one of those McDonald's uh, trick-or-treat buckets for your list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Hey, uh, little suggestion to you, Van, and to you, Robert. Yeah. If you, allow, if you let Fred answer the polls, we get a lot more of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. Nice. Does that are, busting your chops, does, Fred? Come does on, deserve, man. Does, deserved. Do you, you mean know, Fred doesn't know how to multitask? No, I would not do well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he is an announcer of games, so he does multitask. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. You got to give him a little bit of props. I can text so, uh, and call a first down. Promise. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I think the complexion of the season changed a little bit with those uh, 
those suspensions. I mean, you know, but, uh, you know, uh, what what was Danny supposed to do? I mean, coach has got to make sure that there's not one person more important than the entire team. Yeah. And if you don't follow the rules, you know, and I think the complexion of the, of the season changed a little bit there, but I still believe that, you know, Jerry Kill's going to build something down south there. You know, I think he's the man for that job. I mean, so, I think you're completely right. We haven't necessarily talked about the suspensions a ton on the program. Uh, there's what I know, and then there's what's public, and I don't necessarily know what the difference is, so I, sure. so I don't necessarily go down that road. But to me, it's I agree with you, Howard. It's You can't have, due to position or, or recruitment or NIL or any reason, hold any player above any other. You have to have a standard across the board. And I think you're right. I think there's a lot of truth. But I, I think that's why I enjoy talking about the guys who are on the field. Right. You know, those are the guys that are out yep. there battling and giving for you. Exactly. I agree. Hey, I'm going to leave you with one last thought, and you pay attention, Van Nunley. Listening. All it, ta- all it takes is one week to go from a ginger-haired phenom yep. to a red-headed stepchild. Ah. Take care, guys. <laughs> I guess Howard didn't hear my rant earlier about the misfortune that befell him this week. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. That big gust of wind that came through the stadium and blew that ball right into the Eagles defender's hands. That and more excuses to come from Van Nunley as we preview the ALCS and the NLCS and then a little bit of NBA talk before the end of the program. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The New York Yankees have closed it out against the Cleveland Commanders. 5-1 at home to take the ALDS 3-2 over the up uh, the Cinderella story up-and-coming Commanders. I have zero surprise face. I mean, they're basically just the Cardinals, right? They're still your team. The Yankees? Yeah. Been saying it since day one. Sure. I don't like this. <laughs> Out of all these teams that won 100 games. Right. The Yankees made it through. I already knew the Astros were. But the Yankees, they should have fell like my Dodgers. Like the Braves, they should have fell. 170 games ago, we all kind of called this. And I don't just mean me, you, and Rob, Van. I mean all the friends of the show, all Major League Baseball fans, anyone who put money on this the right way. And by the way, if you hedged on both these teams, which is not a terrible idea, you're set up. I don't know if the Yankees can beat the Astros. I do know that the Astros could beat them four in a row. I know that. Mm -hmm. Get the brooms out, baby. (laughs) Redemption tour for the Houston baseball Astros starts tomorrow. Major League Baseball made this happen or no? Made it? Yeah. No, they're they're just easily the two best teams. I think the Major League Baseball made my Dodgers lose, though. No, I think uh, I it just sounds good. Dave Roberts <laughs> made him lose. <laughs> that too, it's collusion. Some questionable decisions. He's been foolish. Oh man, for years. It's not just this year. Hey, why do you keep falling in love with these teams with horrible coaches? That's a very good Robert, question. What's going yeah, on what's here? Your problem? Hey, look, I was a fan of the team first. They came on later. Okay. Dog. He, Dave Roberts with the Dodgers, whoever that knuckle skull is with the Chargers. <laughs> Madden, Madden playing coach yeah. Staley. Yeah. And then LeBron with the Lakers. Yeah, because like, he's coaching. He's coaching. 
like I said, all those guys came aboard after I was a fan. But, yeah, all the same thing. It's not a good time for you and sports and decision-making skills. No. Because they have been mm-hmm. poor. It's hard to watch for you. No, not real. What? We're four and two, man. That game was lovely I mean, last you, night. You so, Was it, though? <laughs> yeah, after the fact. I, like, you watched the game last night, but I watched you watch the game last yeah. night. So much better. Yeah. It's way better. So yeah. much better than the product on the field. Yeah. Was that roller coaster ride of emotions you went on? Yes. The, the bags that were under my eyes, they still fly for free on Southwest. <laughs> you hit <laughs> You hit all seven. Don't bring them on Frontier with me and Fred. <laughs> no, no, please. You got to make you pay. You got to pay. That. You got to pay. You hit all seven of the dwarves like throughout the course of the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like all seven of them. Yes. I was like, this is not good. Each quarter. Also, not fair to everyone who wasn't there. And by the way, if you're not there with us, friend of the show, I'm a little confused on why. You go to Howie Sports page. You sit down with us. We have free hot dogs. We have free pizzas. There was free dirty rice. There's all of the foods is there. Yeah. Shout out to our homie, Will. Yeah. Yes. New friend of the show, Will, from uh, Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. Brought some dirty rice Delicious to the party. Delicious dirty rice. That is very sweet and considerate. Yeah. Big shout-out to Sabaro's Pizza. Yeah. I didn't even know they did delivery. I thought they were only in the mall. Only get it by a slice at the mall food court. They had big boxes of them. Big, well, I mean, pizza's coming to box. Well, I didn't know. I'm with you, Van. I thought it was just slices. Never knew. Never knew. This is T-I-L yesterday. There's always a surprise every week. A great, great surprise. So, as you know, I used to partake in the jazz cabbage. And one thing that I used to love to do after imbibery is go to the food court, get a big old Sbarro pizza, yeah. and throw a bunch of orange chicken samples on top of it. The face you're making is correct, Yeah, it's Fred. weird. Yes, it's very weird. It's weird. But oh my God. Robert's like that too. You know, because Robert's right now at his fattest stage ever. So Robert... Will- Wait, let me think. P-H-A-T. Yeah, P-H-A-T. No, so, F. <laughs> <laughs> so Robert, because he's got like a brand new to him, like very nice Jeep and likes to drive around town and like have his music too loud because he's one of those guys. Definitely. Mm-hmm. He will go to multiple fast food establishments to build what he calls the ultimate fast food dinner. And it's a combination of all of his favorite things from different restaurants. And today's I-9 Varsity okay, here is we go. the I-9 Varsity of fast food dinners, okay? okay? Why have you never told me this before? What? What you just said. That's your thing. N- no, now it is. <laughs> I had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here trying to keep it, you know, separated. Now, I didn't know I could do that. All right, so today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity of fast food Frankenstein meals. So that's the I-9 Varsity of I like this one. how you would build... Um, from every aspect of a of a um, value meal. Got you. What All right, well, I just got to restart, hit the reset button, because I gave you mine. This, yeah. What was yours? Fast food orange chicken on top of a slice of Sbarro pizza. Yeah, that's a very good idea. Yes. that sounds good. See? It doesn't. It doesn't sound good. What? Yeah. yeah also, the weird part that Van didn't mention is he also cracks open a can of, of pineapples, like dull pineapples, drinks the juice first, then pours the pineapple pieces on top of the pizza with the orange chicken. No, no, yeah. that's too much. I get, a, I put a lot of pineapple in my diet, boys, for reasons. I, uh, I actually like my foot, <laughs> so I'm not going to do that one. <laughs> hey, speaking of Rob's car, 
<laughs> you know, we rolled together on the way to Vegas to do our Highlands promotions, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, I do promotions. Rob does PA. Right. You're, you're the voice of Highlands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got in his whip this last time, mm-hmm. and the seat was all the way back. The chair was, like, leaned all the way back. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who was sitting in here? Like, 1996 Biggie? Yeah. Like, good... what is going on? I don't even know who was. The last person in there had a lean. That was you. Unlike any other person. Was that not I you? I don't sit like that. Well, and everyone... I sit almost exactly 90 degrees, but, like, yeah. one, one click back. <laughs> no, you know it's what? Like just a shade below 90. That's you know, what the, know why I was like that? When I'm driving, I look at it, and I'm just like, who in the world sits with their seat so straight up like this? And I yeah. reach over. And I lean it back. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's what happened. LLLB, though. Ladies love leaning back. So that's what Rob does. He just, that's where they they lean back. Yeah, I can't have my seat back, and that one's just. No, you look like a fool. Yeah. (laughs) I I had a buddy in high school. Now that we're talking about your seat being too far back, Uh I had a buddy in high school. uh, Shout out to Sean Venegas. I don't know where you are. Yeah. Don't know where you are. It's been 20 years. I'm rescinding that shout out. Hope you're well. He had, an, he had an Isuzu Rodeo, and he sat so far back in his driver's seat that he would hang his arm out the back window, the back driver's side window. That's how far he sat back. Right, I just looked up an Isuzu Rodeo because I, like Robert, didn't know what that was. <laughs> Actually, I did. Of course, Robert does. It's, I do. That's like the first cool SUV. No, it's no. dumb, ugly. No, it, it, no, they were dope in their where, time. Where I was from, all the nice-looking women drove those, or uh, girls. All right, just showing my age here is, uh, I guess, Pontiac Sunfires were not the hotness. Whenever we get back, more Major League Baseball talk. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Yankees, Astros, Phillies. Padres, Padre is mash for father. I don't know if you knew that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that something you just learned? But it's not father in the way you think it is. It's father in the religious sense. Yeah. I just said mash. Okay, go on, please. So that was that was his name on mash. Father Father McKay's name was. Was Padre really? Ah, never watched Mash because when that came on, it was time to go to bed. Hold up, hold up, Mash. Colonel Potter. Okay, you're talking about the show. Yes, okay. I was trying to decipher where you're talking about the whiskey making process <laughs> or the <laughs> Vietnam show. No. Okay. So Colonel Potter, who led the five zero seven seven, he called Father McKay Padre. Mm-hmm. So that's why mm-hmm. I thought San Diego. Was named after Father McKay because San Diego. It's a military town. It's they were camouflage. I thought it was a mash thing. It can oh. be if you really want. Are it you to saying be. it's not? Look, last time I checked, this is America, Fred. You can think what you want, whether it's super wrong or not. We have evidence of this every day that you have the freedom to be wrong all the time. Are you talking about in reference to this program and my ideas and opinions? No, I meant American in general, but I, since you took it that way, somebody's got a guilty conscience. Black Adam is better than Black Panther. How do you know? You haven't watched what, it yet. Wait, wait a minute. Man, let me figure these buttons out. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to mute you for the rest of the show. Rob, you need to watch MASH, by the way. Why? It's brilliant. MASH, when I hear that 
the song, the music, that means there's nothing else coming on TV but the national anthem. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I know the I know the national anthem. I don't know. I've never watched an episode of MASH. I've watched a couple with the folks. Wasn't impressed. Really wasn't into it. It's brilliant. Didn't grab me. It's a, it plays on the satire that is war. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is it good for? Making good God, y'all. Making the hit TV series MASH. Is the okay. Or at least there's that. Or super that. Long story short, Padres are going to catch L's to the Phillies, and then you're going to end up with a... With I've, a I've never been a war fan, by the way. Unless we're talking about the Latin funk band war. The band, oh yeah. Which is very talented. Very good. Is that Lowrider? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cisco Kid. What is that? It's another banger by war. Let's come back to that, Robert. It's uh, Bring up Cisco Kid when we uh, come back from commercial. Robert, yep. do not do that. Cause oh, I- hey, hey. <laughs> We could play just about anything for 14 seconds. Here's the thing about whatever you're describing. Mm-hmm. It's not a banger, and Rob will have to go to a weird dark side of the internet to find this thing because it doesn't exist, and I don't need a, okay. I don't need a virus on I'll, the studio computer. All it is I is a... Cisco Kid has 5 million views. Yeah, easily. All it is is a remix of Lowrider. That's exactly what it is. Well, it's like... It sounds just like it. They're basically Latin credence mm-hmm. where every song sounds the same, yep. but they're all bangers. Yep. I don't think I've ever said Latin credence in my life before. <laughs> Can we Google that if anyone's ever said that in the history of the world? <laughs> Latin credence, like Clearwater Revival? Correct. Not a Latin credence like you made an oath. Not like that. Oh, nice. Yeah, like Latin credence, the band. <laughs> Whenever we get back from the break, Jasu Sean will join us. He's going to give his reaction. 5.3 million views for War's Cisco Kid. Since the 70s? That's not even that impressive. Since the 70s? How long do you think the internet's existed? Al Gore? (laughs) (laughs) 5 point what on what? On YouTube? 5.3 million views just on YouTube. Yeah, so that's the least musicked one. I bet on Spotify. Oh, yeah. It's probably deep on Spotify. Yeah, no one's listening to that. There's okay. lots of music on Spotify. I'll tell you what. I'll look up Cisco Kid on Spotify. Okay. Right now. Where we get back from the break, that and Josh Sushan. Voice of your Albuquerque guys, to help some joining us. We're going to talk ALCS, NLCS. And uh, he was Whoops. he was texting me real late the other night about how he has problems with... He's been away from the game for one week, and he became old man Sushan. Okay? It's the baseball playoffs. Wait for his seasonal depression to kick in until after the playoffs. I don't. I think he's currently unemployed. I don't super understand how broadcasting for baseball works. That's an excellent point. Two men on. Cisco Kid, 19 million views on Woo! Spotify. Listens. On Out Spotify. of how many, though? Out of how many? Yeah. 19 million. The world. <laughs> That's not even that many. 19 million's a bunch. Not compared to Lowrider with 151 million. See how many Mariah Carey has. It's way more. I'm not comparing anyone to Mariah Carey, especially a band you just heard of seven minutes ago. (laughs) Here's what I know about war. Ace beats everything, but if you have ace, then we have to lay down three cards. That's all I know. Actually, ace is four cards. Oh, okay. Ace cards are three. Yep. (laughs) Kings are three, queens two, jacks one. How do you guys know all of this? I was a child. Played it a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I was a child once. Robert was in the military. We As played, a child. We played cards. Yeah. You, hey, <laughs> you play a lot of dominoes in the military? What? No, nah, we call it bones. Play bro. a lot of bones? Yeah. yeah. Slamming right, bones. So that's in a different part of the barracks than I would have been in. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very much so. <laughs> not, not around here. Yeah. Robert probably like, Van can come play bones. Yeah. Fred, no, not Van, so much. Van can take score to play next. That's... Hey, gotta you have to earn, earn your key. Gotta earn your bones. <laughs> I bet I would be like, "What about Remy?" Yeah. Hey, no bo- no bones about it. You would have ruined the vibe, Fred. Where's the pinochle table? Duh. <laughs> Are we talking about bridge? Is that how you say that word? <laughs> I've been saying pino chile my whole life. Josh Sushan after this. Two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The sports animal. Robert's here too, but also our friend Josh Sush. Sushan is here too. Josh, you just watched the Yankees take it to the Cleveland Commanders and advance to face the Houston baseball Astros and eventually lose to them in four games. How are you feeling right now, my dude? <laughs> well, it's been a while since we've chatted, fellas. It's uh, good to hear your voices. Doing well, you know. How I'm, I'm, I, I got lots of playoff baseball to watch, so I'm feeling really good. There we go. See, that's that's the attitude. Yeah. Well, and also, we were worried about you. Well, but. <laughs> I'm in the understanding that Josh went to like Southern California, probably caught a Padres game in person. Sure. Yeah. Probably. You got a suntan right now, Jay. You feeling pretty good? You looking pretty good? I I, I did get a little bit of sun when I was in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I did not go to Padres. I went to uh, Dodgers Rockies final game of the regular season. Aww. Oh yeah. But I was not in San Diego for any of their. Uh, they were they were on the road when I was there, so it was uh, it was a good time, man. I've never had a bad time in San Diego. Shockingly enough. Speaking of never having a bad time, missed you at Howie's last yeah, night. Yeah, what's Josh. the deal? Yeah, what you got too busy for us? Got a lot of stuff to do, man. That's that's not <laughs> true. <laughs> nice. That's, you just said you're only watching baseball, uh, and the game was rained out last <laughs> night. <laughs> crickets well, i love it i love it <laughs> what, what, what do you want from me <laughs> to meet us well, i thought i was gonna go on the air with you guys and then it wasn't and then i realized all right i'm not gonna go on the air because you guys don't know how to read a schedule in advance or whatever <laughs> oh, you're yikes. telling me to come join you and come talk some baseball in the air and then like five minutes before i'm about to leave oh sorry we can't read a schedule we're not on the air at all today <laughs> and now i'm the bad guy Josh, in your defense, yes, you get the show. Thank you, <laughs> Josh. In your defense, you have to be prepared to come to Howie's. Yeah, it's a mindset. It's, yeah, there's uh, a mental thing about yeah. it. Yeah, you don't you don't go in there half hearted for yeah. sure. You bring it. Yeah. Okay. So I that, I'm glad you told me that, and I won't be um, coming this next Monday because I'll be out of town again. But the following <laughs> Monday, I'll bring the right mindset. If you guys can check the schedule to find out if you're actually on the air, the, then I'll bring the right Okay, well, you're nice. talking about Halloween night where, thank you for committing, because it's in costume oh, night at Halloween. So we're, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're excited to see you there. We already have our costume picked out. Um, obviously, we won't spoil it on air. Nope. Nope. But whatever you so choose to wear, Jay, we, are in, we, are, we will promote that for you. Okay, so is there a theme that you guys are wearing where you don't spoil what it is, but where it's like all coordinated in some type of theme that I need to follow. Pro wrestling, yes. Yeah. 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 
Oh, I can't. That's, <laughs> as, that's, as, that's as specific as we can get. Dude, I couldn't do that in the 80s when I watched pro wrestling, let alone now. <laughs> By the way, I didn't know who these people were, but it is wildly accurate. Yes, and I'm very yes. excited now. It'll be very good. Josh, you texted us the other day. You said, "Hey, listen, I'm 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 up late. I'm I'm fired up about uh, rest first rust. I'm I'm ready to talk about. I I got to break my major league baseball silence. And, and we were going to do it yesterday, but there was a rain delay. That's the reason, not our poor schedule reading. And then today, you're not going to tell us that the Yankees, because they get no days off, are going to be able to go into Houston because they're tuned up and put it on those Astros." Yeah, I don't know what that setup was, but um, I think I've, I've, I've cooled down whatever my hot take was about rust versus rest. But I, I will say this. Okay, look, because I know a lot of Dodger fans, I, I felt like there was just a lot of sour grapes in my timeline and amongst my friends about this format isn't fair. Major League Baseball needs to do something about it. Look, the Dodgers didn't lose because it's a bad format. They didn't lose because they were rusty. They lost because the Padres were the better team over four games. Yep. The Dodgers are the best team in baseball for 162 games. They were built with depth in mind. They don't just have the best 26-man active roster. They have the best 40-man organizational roster. And no one's even close. They are the envy of baseball what they have built with high-priced guys, and rookies, and they've got a whole bunch more talent in the minor leagues that, that's coming through the pipeline. But that's not what wins in October. It's not the best 26. It's having a dominant 12 to 15 guys and being able to win like any different method of ways of winning. And they were not able to do that. And it has nothing to do with them being rusty. It has nothing to do with major – well, I mean, I guess it does have something to do with the format. But the format's the format. Everyone agreed to it. So, it, you know, I, I'm just tired of hearing Dodger fans complain that they win 100 games every year and they don't win very many World Series. Tough, you know, tough. I was hoping, Josh, that you were going to say this is all rust and it's a bad format, but I agree with you exactly. You can't say it's rest versus rust when the Houston Astros went through the exact same thing and ran through Seattle. You, you had to just bring the Astros up, huh? <laughs> oh, we're not supposed to talk about the Astros? We're talking baseball, baby. Yeah. The, the best team left? Of course I'm going to bring up the Astros. I mean, it's like, so the Dodgers weren't rusty in game one, but they were rusty in games two, three, and four? Correct. Yep, yep. makes no sense. Right, you know? No, I mean, look, here, here's the bottom line. You ask any team in baseball, would you rather have your pitcher set up and everyone is rested for your pitchers and you line up your rotation, your bullpen, or would you rather have your hitters go five, six days without um, facing live pitching in a competitive situation. Every single team is going to say, we want our pitchers set up the yes. way that we want them set up. The Padres started their fourth best pitcher in game one of that series, and they lost that game, and then the Padres came back and won the next three. Right. So, look, I mean, I personally liked the one-game do-or-die wildcard format the way that was. I thought that the teams that got the bye, they were rewarded for the better regular season. They didn't have to sit quite as long. Major League Baseball owners wanted more teams to make the playoffs because they make more money that way. You know, the, the postseason is already stretching way into November, way longer than it should. It's not like the division round can truly be a best of seven. You know, I mean, the playoffs are already so long as it is. Um, look, that, that's sports. The, the best teams in the regular season don't always make it. They often lose in the first round. You know, that's, that's life. Joshua, with the teams that are left, are we looking at the Astros having a cakewalk to the championship? 
I don't know about a cakewalk, but you know they have to be the favorites. I mean, they have starting pitchers that can actually pitch deep in the games. They have starting pitchers who can go five scoreless in the, in the in extra innings. And while their offense didn't do much in the first round, you know their offense is capable of it, and they can score in a, in a variety of ways. I, I think the Astros are the team to beat. You know, um, I'm curious to see. I mean, this Padres Philly series is going to be interesting because you know you didn't expect either team to be there. Now they are. I like the Padres' rotation. I like the Phillies' lineup. I, I think that's going to be the, the most entertaining series. But, um, you know, as, as the last round just proved, it, it doesn't matter what your regular season record is. It doesn't matter, like, how hot you are because everyone's the exact same amount of hotness, you know, once you get to game one. And so here we go. Let's play. You know, that's fun. For starting pitching, I see the Phillies being really top-heavy. They probably got the best one-two punch left in the playoffs with Wheeler and Nola, but the Padres are deeper. They got five guys that they could trounce out there and give them quality starts and keep them in the game. I think over a seven-game stretch, this favors the Padres, but that super solid one-two punch of Wheeler and Nola, you'll probably end up seeing them twice. Who do you think has the advantage in pitching in the National League? Yeah, I, th- I think it's really, really even. You know, um, in my mind, I actually think that you Darvish is, is kind of the key to the Padres. I feel um, like you know what you're going to get from their other starters. Yep. But Darvish is this guy who's just uber talented, and he's had outings in the postseason where you see that talent. But he's also had, you know, some games where, you know, it's 20 pitches every inning. And you're just hoping he gets through the fourth, and he's had some meltdowns, and maybe that was aided by trash cans back in the day. But, but I really do think that, that you, Darvish, especially with him starting game one, kind of setting the tone and seeing what he can do. If he pitches like the you, Darvish, in the regular season, then Padres have the edge. If he pitches like he has most of the time in his postseason career, then I think the Phillies have the edge. Do you believe this rumor that I'm just now creating that whenever <laughs> whenever the rain delay hit last night in New York, that Garrett Cole called every hotel within any surrounding blocks of Yankee Stadium, booked every single room that was available so that the Cleveland Commanders could not stay near Yankee Stadium, totally disrupted their existence outside the game of baseball, therefore set his Yankees up for victory today, and he's the actual MVP of the ALDS. Well, he certainly has the money to do that. Uh, yes, 100%. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you have to help your team, even if you're not between the lines. You know, that was actually my first thought. When, when I saw about, like, all of these delays and pushback, and, you know, my first thought went to the traveling you know, secretaries, the travel coordinators, and what a, how a difficult that job is already. And now what you have to do when you thought you were checking out of a hotel and you have a very large traveling party, yeah, my, my heart went out to the traveling secretaries trying to, like, figure out how to do it. And, you know, the poor representative from the hotel who has to say, sorry, we can't take your thousands and thousands of dollars of hotel room money because we don't have the rooms for you. I mean, th- those are some very uncomfortable conversations that I feel for the people who are involved. Josh, the aforementioned you Darvish is on the bump right now pitching against the hated Bryce Harper. I feel like a lot of non-super baseball junkies like me and you and Fred, Robert, for the most part, are going to see Bryce Harper on the big stage for the first time. Where do you think like, this Bryce Harper hate comes from? Because for me, he's a fun guy, super talented, plays his heart out, good teammate. Where does this Bryce Harper hate come from? 
I, I don't get it. I've never understood it. I remember when he was making when he was a rookie and the first time that he played at Dodger Stadium and fans were booing him. And I thought, why are you booing him? What? Because he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16? Because he made the major leagues as a teenager? Because he didn't go to his, his senior year of high school and he went to a junior college and graduated from high school early so he could go to a JC and get drafted one year earlier? Like, like what has he done? Wow. He, he's good. He, um, he hasn't been arrested. There's no DUIs. He doesn't have, like, adultery. He doesn't have, you know, domestic abuse. Like, like. There's no PED rumors about this guy whatsoever. Like, what is it about this guy? I don't understand why people hate him. I don't get it. He, he's a great player. I, I don't understand it whatsoever. I mean, I can tell you. Well, I know. Rob, you know. I Rob, was, say it. I was just going to say I hate his face. Yeah. After listening, <laughs> after listening to what Josh just rattled off, I have a million more reasons now. Yeah, because he's perfect <laughs> exactly. in every single way. <laughs> and, yep. he just, and he just you smoked 110. Senior, senior prom. <laughs> he stole my girlfriend in high school, and yes. he didn't even like her. He just wanted to steal her. And you were completely cool with it. Yeah, what was like, as long as it's Bryce Harper. That's what I said. Yeah. He, I was. We were talking about this. Uh, Van and I did a program this morning with Ryan Lavarnway. We've been working on a project, and I said it on the on the program this morning. I said every player on my New Mexico Highlands University collegiate baseball team, they all have Bryce Harper's haircut. Yeah, every single baseball player on that team. He's the coolest cat that's ever meowed. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. Right. Eye black, cool batting stance, runs so fast around the bases when he hits a dinger that you are mad at how fast he is when he's trying to show you up. Everything about him is the best thing that can be about a professional athlete. I love him. Yeah. At one point, he put too much eye black on. He was like he was trying to be a pro wrestler. Like right, was that, that was kind Into of annoying. It. That was like, what, 12 years ago? Sure. Like, that's it. Like, what? I don't understand why people dislike him. And what, the, and does he get paid a lot of money? So what? And Josh, Play better. Sa- same question on the other side of the diamond. Like, Manny Machado's got that swag, has got that talent, yeah. plays hard, yeah. great teammate. He's just a, a Latin Bryce Harper. Like, what? where does this all this hate come from from Manny? Well, so I can kind of understand it with Manny. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, he's kind of earned his. I can't believe this in yeah. West. <laughs> right, because, I mean... Be, I, I like it when players show their personality and show their swag. Not a, that's not the thing for everybody. Um, you know, it was an acrimonious departure from Baltimore, right? Th- then he goes to the Dodgers. You know, I- anytime you leave L.A., you know, they feel scorned and they have to boo you and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Machado's been involved in some dust-ups between the lines, you know. Um, I got no problem with Manny Machado. I think he's fun. I thought it was hilarious when they're checking Musgrove's ear and he's just laughing, just thinking like, oh, whatever. You guys trying to get in my boy's head. You can't do it. You know, uh, I, I like Machado. I, I love the way he plays defense. I feel like this is a chance for him to go from really good baseball player who baseball fans know to superstar status that non-baseball fans know. Right. If he can, if he can, you know, turn it up and, and get to the World Series and lead the Padres to the World Series, you know. Um, but, I, but I can kind of see why he gets booed. Whenever you sit down with us on Halloween Day live at Howie's Sports page and you're wearing your, I'm assuming, L.A. Dodgers Halloween costume. Who is, why would I do that? Who is, <laughs> who is playing in the World Series, Josh? Padres. Okay. I'm, not, right. I'm not objective about this. Um, but, I, but I really do like um, – I, I, I like the Padres' chances. I feel like they've kind of got this, it's our time, right? I mean, let's, remember, San Diego's never had a world championship, 
right? The Chargers got to the Super Bowl once and they got throttled by the Niners. The game was over. Remember that, Robert? Robert, do you remember that? Robert? Robert? He said it real real clear in my ear. Padres have made it to two World Series and they've won one game in their two World Series, right? They lost in five and then they lost in four. The Chargers left their town. The Clippers left their town a long time ago. Like San Diego's actually, even there's a lot of transplants. Like you saw the atmosphere in game three and game four. It's a city that's just so thirsty for, you know, for, for their sports teams to do well. It's a city that just has a lot of pride in itself and a lot of pride in the Padres. And, and I feel like, you know, the opportunity is there for them to be there. And, you know, we'll see if they can pull it off. I like Bob Melvin, just the steady hand of what he's done with them. And, uh, I mean, shoot, I mean, they, they acquired all these great players, and they may have not played up to their ability in the regular season, but it doesn't mean they're not great, and it doesn't mean they can't do it over these last uh, two, three weeks. I like the Padres doing it just because of what the Braves did last year. Braves snuck in at the last minute, came in hot, won it all without their best player. Same exact story for the Padres this year. No Acuna yeah. Jr. last year, no Tatis Jr. this year. Josh, you're the best. Oh, go ahead, brother. No, I was just going to say, uh, I, I think you, you can make a really good argument for all four teams, right? I mean, and I, I just I hope that we continue to have lots of fun, thrilling games. I, I've heard some people say this is not good for baseball because all the big market teams are out or all the top seeds are out. I disagree. I think you look at the atmosphere at Cleveland over the weekend, what those fans are doing, the atmosphere in San Diego. Whenever you take cities that have not had winning in a long time, and you make it dramatic and exciting, and they win and they advance, I think that's good for, for, for baseball. I, I think that when the, when the small teams win and they beat the big teams, I think that's overall healthy for the sport, and, and I hope that uh, you know, we continue to just have some great games. My last thought on that exact sentiment is New York's the number one media market. Houston's the number three media market. Philadelphia is like in the top ten. And then I know San Diego is not L.A., but I think fans will exist, but will they exist on the West Coast? I don't necessarily know. Sure. And I do think you lose, you lose a lot this side of the Mississippi River if you end up with a with a Philadelphia New York World Series. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be that completely northeast up there. Right. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can also think that look, whenever you look at Nielsen ratings to try to determine how healthy any sport is, I, I think that that misses the boat. I think that it's about it's about Making the product really entertaining for those who want to watch. Yeah, that's a good point. In my mind. Jay, you're very good at this. Thank you for taking the time. You can tune in right now to the Phillies and the Padres. Bottom of the first one out. Soto on first, Manny Machado stepping up to bat. Whenever we get back, more two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Here we are. Doing the I-9 Varsity. Here we go. The way we do the I-9 Varsity every time we do the I-9 Varsity. Connect with League Office 280 at i9sports.com, 505-312-4999. Get your kid involved in some youth athletics, basketball, tennis, cheerleading, volleyball. It's all going on right now. Team registration is available. Get out there. Do it. Today's i varsity is a good one, and this is because of Fat Robert. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking notes while you're playing. Because <laughs> Robert drives around town. <laughs> and he picks up his favorite menu items from different fast food restaurants to build what he calls the ultimate Frankenstein fast food yes. fiesta. Yes. Okay. Okay. Robert, would you like to lead 
Because this is a thing that you already do regularly. Um, yes. Okay. I got one. All right. Pollo in a blanket. What you is, ever heard of that? No. What is that? Okay. So what you do. Where is it from? Well, you, well, they don't have this here. This is a California thing. Oh, okay. El Pollo Loco. Sounds okay. new. Right? It's got some of the best chicken ever. It's not fried, though. It's like roasted and grilled and all that good stuff. So you take that, you take the chicken, and then you get you like a Taco Bell Crunch Wrap Supreme. Okay. okay. We're oh, on to something here. You open it up. This is and you're super s- close to my next answer, by the you, way. Yeah. You <laughs> sprinkle the chicken in there, and then you close it back up, and that's what you have. Pollo in a blanket. All right, and that's your, that's your entree is what you're saying. Basically, yes. Okay, so Robert, is his entree done? That's a good one. All right, me or you, man? Go for it, buddy. All right, so I'm actually doing mine from the perspective of being Rob. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I am Robert Gibson. This is what you would do. Yes. Okay, let me, let me hear okay. this. And my first move is I stop at New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and I get a pumpkin spice latte. Mm, okay? Good start. Yeah, I get a super tall, extra sweet, and depending on if it's breakfast or dinner, but I'm going dinner here, so I get the cold uh, PSL. Okay. So that's where mm-hmm. I start. I start with a gigantic New Mexico Pinion Pumpkin spice latte. Mm. <laughs> are you just going to leave a cliffhanger here? I know. <laughs> you're going to. Are you? So what you're doing is you're going to slowly piece it together. Yeah, that's correct. Is yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, I've started with the drink. Okay, I'm going item by item. Okay. 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 Very close to Roberts. Back when I used to eat fast food. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like the McDonald's like chicken selects or whatever they were called, like the really nice nuggets they had for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like a decade ago or yep. more. Oh, I have no clue yep. what you're talking about. Yep. They, they're not the regular nuggets. They not took the, time with these. Not the little nuggets that, you know, look like the state of Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're they're like long and crispy and thickly breaded. Such a stupid dis- <laughs> It looks exactly like the state of Minnesota, bro. Okay. Just uh-huh. rounded on the edges. Uh-huh. So what you do is, is you get like a little six pack of those chicken selects. Uh huh. You bring them home, toast some bread, and you make your own buffalo chicken sandwich. Ooh. So you pour some Frank's Red Hot on it, and then on top of the Frank's Red Hot, mm-hmm. you drizzle some ranch dressing, and you got like an upscale buffalo chicken sandwich oh. for the price of mcdonald's nuggies yeah. oh. you, just, yeah. you just feel the weight setting in on your robert you oh. just feel it? no no you could if, if those things still exist i highly recommend this oh method. my goodness okay. yeah they don't exist i believe okay i'm gonna quit google while the next guy goes okay i got another one robert Let's- before you go to your another one just for the record when I go to Super Bowl parties, I take a 100-piece Wendy's McNugget. This is true. And I drop it off on the grazing table, and people laugh at me, but they eat all of they, them. <laughs> they have no choice. Yeah, they're so good. Hey, but regular ones, don't give me spicy ones. No, no. Because you don't get to tell me, Wendy's, what ingredients I like. Yes. Robert. Okay, let's go to dessert, okay? This all is right. super simple. You go get you a vanilla Frosty from Wendy's. Okay. Then... You go to Taco Bell, but you got to let them know you want your center twist hot and fresh. And then what you do is you just drop them in the Frosty right okay, there. That's a pretty smart move And you here. dip them in and you eat the Frosty with the center twist. Mm. Oh, my God. Look, this isn't Google, baby. This is all off the top of the head. For a guy who doesn't smoke weed. <laughs> and this is why I don't. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Chicken Selects had a good run. 
2004 to 2013 they okay. didn't make it past so RIP yeah. they had a a little comeback in 2017 but it's just a limited run mm. so you they might start treating it like the McRib oh super smart not on the list the McRib but honorable mention so you fools thought that Rob was drinking his pumpkin spice latte through a straw mm, okay. he is not okay okay he's going to little caesars to get crazy bread he will then burrow a hole through a crazy bread stick, stick it into the pumpkin spice latte, and then drink his pumpkin spice latte through an impromptu, improvised crazy bread straw. So that's Rob's, oh. yeah, that's Rob's move to uh, make sure the crazy bread is filled with lots of pumpkin spice so that he can devour it after the fact. Mm. There you go. Excellent. There we yeah. go. Okay. You got to drink it pretty fast, by the way. You don't yeah, live you Rob's do. life. You got you to slam it. Yeah, well, you just that wait. bread's getting soggy hey, fast. You, you wait till I get to the Popeye's biscuits because you got to be able to wash that stuff down. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a whole vision here. <laughs> well, if, if you're using a breadstick as a straw, you got to drink it fast. And if you try to eat a Popeye's biscuit yes. with nothing to drink, there are going to be fatal consequences. Robert just keeps incredible Louisiana-style shrimps in his pocket all the time anyways. <laughs> so I think uh, we'll go fine. Pocket shrimp. Nice. <laughs> all right, I got a tie for my next one. Okay. okay. You boys know how I love drinking in public. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've heard. So I'm going to go with a classic favorite uh-huh. in a new incognito boy. Ah, Cherry Lime made some? So exactly that. So you get... A Sonic, yep, the biggest one that they'll sell. Yep, a humdinger mm-hmm. of ocean water. Yeah, all right. You and got then me. You pour basically half a bottle of clear rum in it. Yeah, from Teller Vodka. Huh. Yes, or Teller Vodka. It's way way better. Yeah. But back in the day when I used to do this, yes. Back then when I was what you might refer to as a fool. Yes. Uh, whenever you saw me with a really large Sonic cup in public, mm-hmm. you could guarantee a third to half of that bad boy was alcohols. And the rest of your mm. men's league baseball team went, again, Van? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> they used to pull me out in the fifth inning. <laughs> because <laughs> you just had a couldn't fifth. Couldn't make it all the way. Hey, Van, couldn't, couldn't make it to the end. <laughs> Van only had a fifth in him. So also tied. I feel like that's a really good joke. With the, mm-hmm, tied with the uh, Sonic Cup. Mm-hmm. Just a Diet Coke can. You pour the Diet Coke out. <laughs> And you fill it. You fill it with boxed wine. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you got a twelve ounce diet coke can of boxed wine. Okay. Okay. Let me see. I call this one. <laughs> I'm sure you do. The Munchik Popkins. All right. So All what right. you do I'm on is. The edge of my seat. So what you do is. I'm not big on sweets, but there's a few that I do like. Dunkin' Donuts Munchkins. So oh, you they're know, good. Those are great. They're right? good. Yeah. Okay. So you break those in twos. But then you have to go to KFC to get the popcorn chicken. Oh, good Lord. And you make it into a little sandwich. Mm. And you eat it like that. Munchik Popkins. Yes. I love this so much. Yes. I love this so much. Because Rob is a starch guy. <laughs> yes, I am. Rob stops at Annie Ann's to get a pretzel. Well, that's nice. Okay. That's okay. nice. And then immediately drives to the Arby's so that he can wrap curly fries around the outside of the Annie Ann's pretzel oh. and dip it in the, one motion into the cheesy There sauce. we go. Because if you left out the <laughs> dipping the cheese, I would have had a problem with you. So don't you have a bastardized hybrid of the cheese sauce and Arby's sauce? Don't you mix those two together oh. for this monstrosity? Arby's sauce, is, I don't seems, believe, is edible by man. It seems only natural to me. All right, what's your last one? 
My last one is it exists in its true form right now. Okay. And I just found out about this thing a couple months ago All right. as I was in a wild hurry. And uh, when I'm in a, a hurry and I got a little hunger, mm-hmm. one thing I'll do is I'll stop by the old T-Bell. I make a little run for the border, if you will, and I just get a plain old bean burrito. Just one single solitary, not exciting Taco Bell bean burrito. Okay. But they, in their genius stoner food Frankenstein lab, have created now, and this is not a paid advertisement, by the way. No. It's called a Fiesta Veggie Burrito. No clue. And it is, and I just found this like a month ago, Mm -hmm. and this is a stoner's dream, all in one. You don't even have to do a special off-menu order. Right. It's beans. It's rice. It's nacho cheese. It's sour cream. It's guacamole. It is uh, fried little crispy strips, and it is like hot Doritos, and it is like cheesy and guacamole-y and crunchy (laughs) and spicy. And it is an absolute dream. And they're giving this thing away for $2. Yes. What? Yes. This thing is $2. From the texter, friend of the show Craig believes that Robert would enjoy a fluffer nutter. Whoa. Which is peanut <laughs> butter and marshmallow fluff on mm-hmm. a sandwich. Ooh. Okay. But well, then do you slather that thing in butter and then fry the outside like a fried Elvis? I'll put it on pretzel bread. Not a bad idea. Anything fried. I mean, I'm from the South. Yeah, Rob's over here. Like, like my go-to is a That's why I'm fried. quiet. I'm, yeah. I'm, Rob's like graham crackers only, son. It's, it's hard to, to make these notes in your phone yeah. <laughs> and trying to think of your last one at the same time. Go back and get the podcast. That's <laughs> yeah, you go. <laughs> Good varsity, boys. Yes. Good one. NBA preview whenever we get back. It's two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. Bottom of the second. No score in the NLCS. Too early to say, right? They're still feeling it out. No one's dealing. No one's really that thing yet. Yeah, bottom of the second. You don't even know what the pitchers are bringing yet. And by the way, you never know what you, Darvish, is bringing. No, you never He's know. got like eight functional pitches. NBA opening night is tomorrow. We will go into it at length tomorrow. But I wanted to set the table just a little bit tonight for the friends of the show. We are going to make um, a more asserted effort in the NBA this season because Robert is here. And I was about to say, actually, <laughs> we can start doing that now because it's tonight, fellas. It's not tomorrow. The what? Yeah. It's tonight. No, it's tomorrow. It's tonight. It's not tonight. It's tomorrow. Is it tomorrow or is it tonight? Because I'm looking here and it shows there's a game going on now. Oh, I thought the 76ers and yeah. the Celtics was tomorrow. Maybe I'm wrong. They're playing now. And oh then my gosh! I feel the like Lakers idiot. play Golden State. Okay, oh. so this is like this is like the preseason tip-off bonus game. Yeah, this is the a re- premiere. Yes. Of the, yeah, yeah, this is a real game, but it's not. It's tomorrow, right? <laughs> and why did they choose Seventy or Celtics? Both good teams. Can not I- saying that when there's a perfectly good. Oh wait, no, never mind. Uh, we're fools. There's also Lakers-Warriors tonight. Yeah, that's what I said. So, oh, my God. Here's why yeah. I was wrong on this, and I'm about to sound like a huge jerk here. Okay. So, AEW moved wrestling from Wednesday to Tuesday, and I thought they moved it because it was opening night of the NBA. And that's where my logic came from on this. Wow. As usual, your logic is wrestling-centered. It was pro-wrestling-based, yeah. my train of thought on mm-hmm. this. 
Philadelphia 76ers out by a point in front of the Boston Celtics in the second quarter. The East is going to be good this year. I think the West is low-key wide open unless Golden State continues to be Golden State. But they've had that up-and-down kind of roller coaster deal. I don't know who you boys got, but but I think it might be one of the best ones I've seen in a long time because all the best athletes in the world, they're playing this game right now. It's going to be a huge year, and I should buy MVP shares right now. Remind me to do that. What is an MVP share? MVP shares. Uh, MVP futures. Oh, okay. Yeah. For Zion F. Williamson. He is going to dominate the NBA this year this in a way that people haven't uh, seen in a long time. This is going to be Zion's year this year uh-huh. until Victor uh-huh. Wimbayama takes over next year. The problem with that is to be NBA MVP, you have to be on a team that's good. He will make that team good with his bare hands. This is the year of Zion. His hands Watch the out. size of a bear's. Also, fellas, um, I, f- I feel guilty uh, after our last segment because i just saw the creed 3 um trailer yes and those guys are very much in shape and i'm not so thank you it's okay hold on so there's a creed 2 yeah whenever we get back more two men on (laughs) 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal all right back to the nba a little bit we're at halftime zion williams Williamson. Yeah, get it right. Put some respect on that man's name. I just call him Zion. Kind of forgot his last name. Z will. Coming in the 11th most likely to win MVP at plus 2,000. According to who? $100. Las Vegas, Nevada? Hold on. Mm. If you put $100 down. You win $2,000. I will give you half of that. Okay, let's. You want to go in on it, Robert? Do you have a, Do you have fifty bucks, and we'll just we'll work well, yeah. out of this thing? Yeah, we can do. Me that. and you got it. Yeah, uh, or let's all put thirty three dollars and thirty three cents in. I'm not splitting with and you. The two men on radio program. <laughs> can yeah, win. And if we win it, we put that two thousand dollars towards a banger party. I like the mm-hmm. sound of that. Yeah, I'm in. A party at the pyramids in Mexico. That's what yeah. <laughs> the pyramids. <laughs> Yes. Well, there's multiple pyramids. So the, yeah. not them. Yeah. <laughs> they, them pyramids. That's a great bet. I, I mean, I'm into that bet. I'm, I'm looking to see who's under him, but uh, you may I'll, be on to something. I'll rattle it off for you. Yeah. Luka Doncic, number one. Right. What's plus that? 450. Deal. I'm in on that one, too. Joel Embiid, plus 500. Uh, he gets hurt too much. Giannis... Anna, 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 not going to work here. Anymore. Not going to work here anymore. Plus five fifty. Kevin Durant. Okay, sure. Plus a thousand. And put some respect on this man's name. Back to back MVP Nikola Jokic at plus a thousand. Jason Tatum plus twelve hundred. Steph Curry plus thirteen hundred. Ja Morant. There's 1400. my money. There's my money right there. Ja? Yeah, that's a good one too. That's a real good one. Kawhi. Dog, dog, I'm looking at the East. No one in the East is going to be stopping Ja. Kawhi, 1,800. LeBron, 1,800. And then an 11th, most likely, Zion, plus 2,000. What did you say Joel was? Joel is plus 500. All right, so he's the guy who's going to win it. No doubt in my mind. So that means we have $400 to play with. So we're going to put down 500 total bucks, hedge our bets with these other bets that you are making. Mm. Well, no, but Zion's a sure thing. 
So I'm only putting money on Zion. No, we're hedging. Because I 100% know it's going to happen. How are you going to do that when Kawhi would be an option? Nope. Yeah. John Morant's a good one. John Morant's a good one. Real good one. Kawhi spreads it out too much. Jason Tatum is a good one. Because I'm telling you, the East don't want it. If it's the, if it's someone from the East, that's it why is Kevin's going so to be Giannis. Yeah. So you're telling me the West don't want it? No. And the give w- it to LeBron. They're yeah, not the, giving the it. The West not. doesn't care about anything but the championship. Oh, that's correct. Yep. Good point. I don't think they're going to let Jokic win it with his style of play three years in a row. Plus, he's European. Yeah, can't Ooh, have that. Okay. The last the last few MVPs haven't even been from America, right? Am I am I tripping on that? No, because I'm telling you straight up, and it's Jokic every year. Jokic yeah. and Giannis. It's <laughs> yeah. been Jokic and Giannis. Yeah. Lithuania, don't mess around when it comes to basketball no more. Yep. Or jerseys. All right, that's a good one. I like that one. Thank you. But that's like the big difference in this game right now. The best players in the world play this game. The best athletes in the world play this game. They don't play soccer anymore. They don't play baseball. They don't play football. They're all basketball players. Every size. Every build. Yep. Because it's the best one. And also, I mean, the Warriors are going to put it on LeBron tonight, so what's up with your boys? <laughs> That's what's going to happen. LeBron does good in primetime games, though. Yeah, he does good. The team doesn't. He steps it up when the cameras are on. When the cameras are hot, LeBron steps it up. He'll have a 40-piece but lose by 20. I mean, there's probably some truth to that. Healthy brow. Russ not screwing up. I don't think the Lakers are going to be as bad as people think they are. Also, LeBron taking it personally, opening the season not in L.A. but in San Francisco. Looking at that dude, Steph Curry, who he can beat in every single aspect of life except for them ships. Mm-hmm. The problem is... Hairline. Golden State. <laughs> now, that is a big problem. Golden State is a better team than they were last year. Yeah. They're going to be super dominant. They're paying their guys now, too. Yeah, that, that's the difference. Hey, you win chips here, we'll pay you. Steve that's- Kerr, these dudes fist fight, and Steve Kerr's like, shut up! They, they like fist fight in practice. He's yeah. like, shut up. Here's a four-year extension for your fat lip. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, shut up. <laughs> Is James Wiseman still on the team? Look, we got this guy. Look at his hair. Put him out there. Is Jamichael Green still on that team? You're going too deep. I'm just saying. That, uh, <laughs> he is still on the team. You say I'm going too deep. Dude makes two mil a year. That's Iguodala money. <laughs> it is. Nice. It is. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the surprise team of the, of the season. T-Wolves. Watch. For what? T-Wolves. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. telling you. They're going to be strong. The T-Wolves are going to be strong. They're going to be strong. They're not going to win anything, but nope. I think they'll be a playoff team. Yep, they're going to be good. Who do they got? D'Angelo? Yeah. Anthony? Yeah. Rudy? Yep. Carl Anthony? Yep. Kyle Anderson? There you go. Oh no, that is gonna be a squad. that's gonna be a super strong squad. But here's the thing. They ain't gonna win no games. And you're like, why? Name anything about him. Who's Chris Finch? <laughs> I'm the head coach of the Timberwolves. 
You don't get seated early here, so you got to wait. That's a made-up name. I don't even believe you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> nice try. Nice try, Fred. I'm Chris Finch. I played in the league. No, you, you weren't drafted, though. You, it's another level. You don't have a picture on Wikipedia. Good program today, boys. Only always. Top notch. Robert? Hey, um, I have, I have some uh, podcast, podcasting right? to do tonight. The BS Show. Check us out anywhere. Facebook. YouTube, all that good stuff. Van, final words? Too much for the time allotted, my friend, but anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff JJ and A. Marie. Good job, everyone, GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.